The Maximum Mix from the 60s through the 80s. Non-stop music. Rolling Stones. Stevie Wonder. Beatles. Classic hits. Sky Pilot Radio Las Vegas. The soundtrack of your life. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Welcome to the program. Joining you here tonight, it's Ian. And Joa. Actually, Matt, say that again, if you would, please. There, now we have you. (laughs) Uh, So what's going on out there, guys? Uh, Tell me about it. Oh, man, there's all kinds of crazy things going on. I mean... Just look at the news. There's so much going on. But um, I think this mass debate, uh, all the masking uh, is getting out of hand. Uh, I mean, it's just the mandates in general. Like, if you want your kids to wear masks in school, uh, that's on you. Uh, But I don't think any forcing kids to wear masks or not to wear masks, that's the problem. And obviously, no one really, like, the rational people don't, you know, in my opinion, uh, shouldn't be masking their kids. You know, I I think in in most cases, mass debating is beneficial it's good for people to get out there and and, you know get as much of that done as possible but this time i really think it's too much and it's making people blind (laughs) yeah mass debating can get out of hand uh but you know (laughs) you i hope you guys uh sorry not confusing what we're saying mask debating oh mask 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 debating. Mask, yeah. Mask, mask yeah. debating. Mass mask debating. <laughs> well, well, you know, it, it's it's a concern a because... Thing? What's that? It's a group thing. Oh, God. Please mask. don't go there. <laughs> oh, geez. But no, like, you know, like the, the idea that they're going to force these things on kids, it's like, it really is just like an obedient thing. Like, you know, uh, these kids are getting depressed, you know, being separated like physically in schools and that sort of thing. And like the parents are fed up. You know? I know. And, you know, they've already had them... When I was in school, and I'm sure it's still true to current day, and I'm sure you went through it, and everybody who's been to public schools gone through it, we were taught to like march in lockstep anyway. Okay, everybody sure. get in line. We're going to lunch. Okay, everybody get in line. We're going to right. the gym. Okay, everybody get in line. We're going, you know, mm-hmm. it's like, why are we getting in line? Why do we, you know, hey, kids, group up. Everybody get together. Yeah. We're going to go to, okay, when we, on my, on my go, we're going to go. Okay, everybody go. And like, uh, Don't I'm, run. I'm glad I'm in New Hampshire, but I, you know, I'm from Rhode Island. I'm seeing what they're doing there. And uh, a few of my friends, uh, you know, went to the uh, school committee meetings and they spoke their mind and I really appreciate their speeches. Like they really, uh, uh nail the, the committees to the, to the wall and, and they're not learning. These people don't get it. Like, you know, just trying to control people. I don't think, I don't think really anyone understands, but like now they're like, now they're saying on the news, like you can't even get heart surgery unless you have a vaccine. Or like, you know, that's crazy. That's nutty. That is crazy. Sorry, guys. Had some technical no uh, difficulties. So, yeah, crazy uh, news out there. And whether it be COVID related or apparently some, you know, alleged false flags. Did you guys hear about? No. Let's have that. I heard I about those. I think the guy was a little bit crazy. but The guy in D.C.? Yeah. Are you talking about the bomb around uh, the Library of Congress? Was that yeah. where it was? I, I didn't know where yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. Um, did the did the FBI actually build this bomb and give it to the guy <laughs> oh, after hand selecting? I mean, he has an IQ of like forty eight, and is is this one of those things again? 
He didn't seem too bright. Of course uh, he didn't. You know, I did watch. Apparently, he was doing some live streaming from yeah. from his truck. So I did watch <laughs> one of the clips. I can't play it on the air. It's just there's too many profanities in it. But uh, yeah, I guess they took him into custody. So if there was a bomb there, he didn't didn't trigger it i'm actually not kind of surprised to this i'm actually surprised that like things like this haven't occurred further i'm not saying i'm promoting it or anything like that but i'm surprised like you know the uh, other countries haven't actually attacked us yet like you know i don't know like we've been attacking them i mean i'm not i wouldn't be surprised if they you know stayed not staged i would say like actually came and attacked us um because you know I won't say we. I don't want to put me in that we. But the United States government is going overseas and destroying not just families, just lives in general and you know, communities. And um, I, I think they have all the motivation to come here and do that. And uh, and just to see that people are going crazy here, you know, and going on their Twitter and live streaming this stuff is just yeah, really telling. A, it is amazing how little you know actual terrorism there has been inside the United States, given its decades-long history of bombing people who are innocent in other places in the Middle East specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, and every time that there is some sort of incident, it's 99 times out of 100, it's the FBI that's put it together. Oh, Almost always. Well, it was that way with the first, uh, well, at least the first World Trade Center bombing back in the 90s. In 93, the, uh, yeah. In 93, yeah. We, like, that, that came out. The, uh, the guy who built that bomb, he built it as a as a training and instructional bomb for the FBI. They supplied all the uh, they supplied all the materials to him and everything. He was in the world one of the world's most expert bomb builders. They told him how big they wanted it to be. He built it and he assured that he he made them assure him a few times. Now you want this to be real because I can make a dummy mm-hmm. that's every bit as real as a real and one. Missing but, one component type yeah, of thing. Yeah, and and they said nope. We want the real thing. Make mm-hmm. a real one and. Uh, and that's what they gave him. And next thing you know, it was used to blow up the parking garage underneath the World Trade Center. Yeah. Oh, wait. I mean, Muslims did it. Yeah. Yeah. There have been a ton of these things. There, The last I heard was several years ago. There were at least 200 cases of some dupe that the FBI talked into becoming their next bomber mm-hmm. of the moment. And then that way they can bust them and say, oh, we stopped a terrorist that they created from like the word go, basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we could put together a greatest hits album of it at this point. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, the, my favorite one, my number one on the greatest hits album is the uh, during the Zuccotti Park thing in 2011, all the Occupy Wall Street time, you know, it was spreading all over the United States and the world. Mm-hmm. Everybody's doing Occupy Wall Street. I heard on the news, and this went right down the memory hole, but I heard on the news, this is when I lived in New York, anarchists from Keene, New Hampshire. Oh, come on. Yeah. Were arrested right outside of Cuyahoga Park or something like that on the way into Ohio, hundreds of miles from here. Yeah. And they were going to bomb a bridge. Oh, well, come on. I, I remember at that. At the yeah. time, I knew like... Every anarchist, I think I still know basically every anarchist in Keene, New Hampshire, and I called up here to find out, hey, do you know who these anarchists from <laughs> Keene, yeah, New Hampshire? Never, seen, never, them before. never so, seen them before. Yeah, and that story But they could have been left anarchists or something. That who, we, we, known. we know them too. I mean, it's a small little teeny town. We know most of the Maybe. Uh, I mean, you know, the weirdos. We know all of them. A lot of the lefties are pretty secretive and like really tight-knit groups and stuff. So I, I would, I, a little bit of doubt there. I mean, you know, benefit of the doubt there, but... Yeah, I feel the same way. It's like, yeah, there's 20,000 people here. You do know a lot mm. of the people in this town, but you don't know everybody. It's it's just funny to me that, you know, at the, even 2011, we were seen as a 
pain in the side of statism in you know New Hampshire for sure. And next thing you know, it's anarchists from Key, New Hampshire. Who's the first people you're going to think of? Well, in this vocal? case, I don't know if this guy describes himself as an anarchist. I suspect he doesn't, based on what he said. Mm. This is a report from the-sun.com. The suspect who shut down the U.S. Capitol on Thursday. No, no, it wasn't the suspect. It was the government that shut down. <laughs> Let's just be clear. Uh, has surrendered to police after unleashing an anti-Biden rant on Facebook Live and posing with his finger on the button of a device. Floyd Ray Roseberry, age 49, said in the clip he posted online, quote, We got a few options here, Joe. You shoot me, two and a half blocks are going with me. And then you're talking about a revolution, he said, while sitting in his truck, uh, according to The Sun. There's a photograph of him in the truck with a bunch of dollar bills scattered all about on the, the ground, which is interesting. The FBI payoff. <laughs> What's it cost to rent the low IQ redneck these days? He added, I love this land. The South is coming for you. The revolution is on, he said. On. Police did not immediately know whether there were explosives in the vehicle, but Roseberry told police that he had a bomb. Law enforcement said he later surrendered, crawling out of the truck, and was in custody as of this afternoon following a four-hour standoff. Police confirmed there was an active bomb threat as of about 10.30 this morning. Officers had observed the man sitting in a black pickup truck outside the Library of Congress holding what appeared to be a detonator. An eyewitness told the Independent, quote, I was walking on that block because that's where I go to class. He was shouting that he had a bomb, and then he threw money out the side of the truck. Unquote. While police continued negotiations, video surfaced of Roseberry on Facebook Live threatening explosions, making anti-government threats, and talking about Afghanistan, healthcare, and the military. Well, was the money to like attract people to the area? To that would work. Yeah, but you're not going to get like politicians <laughs> where it's going <laughs> to get plenty. Yeah. Uh, 603-283-6160 You want to weigh in on the alleged bomber We still haven't heard whether or not he did have a bomb or not uh, But he is now apparently in custody Was he an FBI plant? This is Free Talk Live Free Talk Live, open phones. If you want to join us, the number for you is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Here in the studio tonight, it's me, Ian. Matt. And Joa. Of course, you can bring up anything that you want. We are talking about uh, probably one of the bigger headlines of the day, which is this guy in Washington, D.C., who drove his truck up on a curb and proceeded to shout to passersby, allegedly, that he has, has a bomb, uh, or in, in this case had one, because he has since been arrested without any sort of explosion. Thank, thankfully, I mean, I don't want to see violence. Um, and whether or not he really had a bomb, that, that information has not come out. So the police have not revealed whether or not his claim was true. He did have what some people thought was some sort of a detonator, and was throwing money at one point, uh, dollar bills, out from his truck as people were passing by. According to the-sun.com, of course, our immediate speculation was, is this guy an FBI agent? Uh, is he a false flag? Is this you know, just another excuse for the government to crack down on gun owners or truck owners or <laughs> you know, Southerners? Yeah. Because uh, he claimed to be, you know, he's like saying things like the South will rise again or, or whatever. Must be white people. Could be. 
Though, um, oh, yeah, white people. That's right, white people. There have been statements recently by the Department of Homeland Security uh, that apparently alleged threats are up as the 20th anniversary of 9-11. Oh, I'm sure it has everything to do with 9-11. It's coming soon. Certainly. And mm. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but they basically they categorized people who were critical of covid in with the groups of potential bombers, basically. Yeah, they're terrorists. And there was a notice of some sort that uh, went out to local police departments from the Department of Homeland Security that made headlines a few, uh, I don't know, like a week ago or something like that. I had it here. See if I can find it. These are the same people that were preemptively striking countries you know, but no, if you question the vaccine or mask, you're on this, you know, terrorist watch list or something. But they actually been dropping bombs. Correct. So who's the real threat here? You know, that's a great point. I mean, to me, the threat is clearly the federal and state governments. I mean, these are people who are constantly arresting peaceful people, uh, putting people uh, behind bars. You've got a friend who may be trying to uh, contact us here tonight. Joa, that will tell us yes. a similar story mm-hmm. uh, uh, being completely peaceful and yet ending up in handcuffs. So the summary, by the way, here of uh, terrorism threat to the U.S. homeland. I have the release from the Department of Homeland Security released on Friday the 13th, so I can share that with you. But let's talk a little bit more about the alleged bomber uh, that was in D.C. today. His name is Roseberry, apparently. And according to the-sun.com, Floyd Ray Roseberry, age 49, was... Oh, his- he's got three names. Well, yeah. they, always give, they always give all three names when somebody is a criminal suspect because they don't want to confuse you with Floyd John Roseberry. Oh, or that's Floyd- why they do it. I just thought they yeah. did it with like serial killers and stuff to, you know. So uh, he said, I love this land. The South is coming for you. The revolution is on, he said in his truck, uh, again, streaming on Facebook. Police didn't know whether there were explosives in the vehicle. An eyewitness, uh, we read that part. Democrats, he said Democrats need to step down and also said that he loves President Biden. Facebook removed the videos a few hours after they were apparently filmed, but I think some people did download them, thankfully. So I always hate it when uh, Facebook and YouTube seem to play cover up for the government mm. and remove people's videos it's after constant. they've been accused of something. So he, he, he was saying that he actually liked Biden. He said he loved him, apparently. Um, yeah, it seems like uh, maybe this guy was kind of a kook and stuff and that, you know, he was pushing the propaganda the opposite way to make them look bad. I, I don't know. Like, it's just pretty stupid. You don't think, you don't think you're ever going to get away with this. I mean, if he really was going to do it, he would have done he it. He would have done it. Yeah. Roseberry didn't appear to have a specific demand for law enforcement other than to speak with the president. Videos posted to his Facebook before the page was taken down appears to show Roseberry at the November 14th rally attended by thousands of Trump supporters to protest what they claimed was a stolen election. One video appears to be filmed by Roseberry as he's marching with a crowd of hundreds of people carrying American flags and Trump flags and shouting, Stop the Steal. Roseberry's ex-wife, Crystal, says she's never known him to have explosives, but he was an avid collector of firearms. The episode began at about 9.15 this morning when the truck drove up on the sidewalk Outside the library, driver told the responding officer that he had a bomb and was holding what the officer believed to be a detonator. The truck had no license plates, and when law enforcement noticed it in the morning, authorities reported the possible bomb threat over police radios. Reporters on the scene saw police cars, an armored truck, etc., speeding towards the political hub. The suspect was communicating with cops via a dry erase board. (laughs) 
you know, that's the, a new one. The fact that he got so close is just shows how like you know unsecure this country is. If you, if they you know yeah, the, just drive up on the sidewalk. Yeah, well, he got pretty pretty close, right? I guess. I mean, I I see a building in the background of the photos. So, uh, anyway, House and Senate were not in session at the time when the bomb threat was underway. And uh, it goes on here talking about apparently uh, it was months after a pipe bomb was left at the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee and the RNC. Also, same day, they shut down Times Square today on a suspected bomb threat. There was a so-called suspicious package. Oh, great. Now they're just going to say bomb threat all the time and they're going to shut everything down because bomb threat. Everywhere's a bomb threat. I mean, I don't know about you, but like when I was in high school, they they constantly had like these like escalated moments of bomb threats and like they had always they they, mm-hmm. they made it seem like it was real and it ended up being like a box of cell phones that they had to destroy and all that stuff but like i feel like there's just like wicked hysteria going on and they, they always try to find an excuse to use their equipments and stuff you know, they you sure know do. i want to know if if the government shut down all the stores in basra due to bomb threats at iraq yeah or Great point. fallujah i wonder if they shut down all those businesses for bomb threats Oh no! I remember when they shut down downtown Keene for a bomb threat. How ridiculous! Do you want? Do you know what? What you don't remember this? No. This was several Please years tell ago. Me, though. I, I think you were it. living uh, in the, at least the area at the time. But uh, I'd heard that downtown was shut down around the courthouse due to a suspicious backpack uh, oh, behind nice. the court building, and so they shut down however many blocks that they shut down and evacuated and brought the bomb team in from Concord because you got to come in from Concord. There's not one in in Keene. So they brought the bomb squad in. They ended up determining that uh, the backpack was full of beer. So it's a typical New Hampshire backpack. Then. So what had happened was dude was going to court because at the time court was <laughs> in that particular building. They had it in the in the same building as City Hall and he was going to court and you don't want to bring your beer into court. So he had his beer, left it outside the courthouse. Stashed. Stashed it outside the courthouse. <laughs> okay, that's somebody, the most New Hampshire yeah, story yeah. I've heard in weeks. <laughs> somebody came along and called the cops or whatever, and then all of a sudden downtown shut down. So yeah, people, these guys love to overreact to things and go crazy and you know, bring out all their toys and their tools. It's, it's why for our safety. They think that we view them that way, though. They think that people look at them as like, oh, thank God they, you know. It's there like are they, people who look at them. That I, way. I know, but they're so the blue. It, it's so few. It, it's fewer, fewer all the time. And, and, That's true. And, and now you got cops putting, you know, their big drug bust of one eighth of weed and three hundred dollars and a, you know, some pipe on uh, Facebook all the time, and they just get riddled for it all the time. And this is the reason why they they use these excuses to get their tanks too. You know. All right, we got more coming up here. Our number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You can bring up what you want. This is Free Talk Live. Brute force, intransigent defiance, adamantine will. These are the hallmarks of the AI tank. These gigantic machines have the firepower of an army, but they also have their own sense of honor and duty. When the world breakers arrive, battle will be joined, planets will shake, and war and peace will never be the same again. World breakers, stories from David Weber, Larry Correa, and more. Available August 3rd from BaneBooks.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you want. The number here, 
603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is brought to you by Bitcoin.com. You can go to Bitcoin.com and learn the basics about Bitcoin, Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency in general. And, and that's a good plan because, well, crypto is likely with us for the rest of our lives. I mean, it's going to be a thing for a long time. And that's because it changes fundamentally the way money works, the way to think about finance, and it's huge, some of the changes that, that Bitcoin has brought to us that we're only just now starting to really get a grasp on. And so it's important for you to get a grasp on the basics. Go to Bitcoin.com, click Get Started at the top of the page, and you can learn the basics there over at Bitcoin.com. If you don't need the basics, if you're old school and you want to get the latest news headlines, you can get those too over at News.Bitcoin.com. We go to a little bit more here because we've been talking about this guy in the truck uh, in D.C. who... Allegedly had a bomb today. It still hasn't been confirmed whether or not there was a bomb in the truck, whether we'll ever hear whether there was or not, and whether we can believe them as to whether there was or not is, is a whole other question. Whether we can believe if this guy was legit or a federal agent. Maybe he himself is, you know, a uh, false flag, as some would say. That Just uh, an actor? Just somebody that they hired, or a federal agent, somebody that they hired to uh, pretend to be South will rise again, kind of sure. redneck, uh, sure. angry at Joe Biden, yeah. and then use that as an excuse to bring in more federal troops to D.C. or or whatever. You know, but are those guys still there? They, I think, most of them have gone home at this point. But I mean, they brought them in once; they can they can bring them back. Yeah, meal team six. You see how fat some of those people were? Yeah, they really Unbelievable. Were. Like, I'm curious to the correlation to what he was doing, and like maybe if if it was a staged event, like where is the connection there? Because then, well, I want to know where, the, if it was staged, the government's motivation for this to happen at this time. Um, I mean, maybe just well, domestic and- terrorism threats. Yeah. I mean, the, again, there's a issued on Friday the 13th a bulletin from the National Terrorism Advisory System from Department of Homeland Security. Uh, DHS.gov, Summary of Terrorism Threat to the U.S. Homeland. The Secretary of Homeland Security has issued a new National Terrorism Advisory System bulletin regarding the current heightened environment, threat environment, across the United States. The homeland continues to face a diverse, which I always think of like Nazi Germany. When they say the homeland. terminology. Yeah. I got Uh, skeeved out the first time I ever heard them say homeland. I was like, oh. And it still feels the same way. Yeah. Yep, still gross. It still continues, or it faces, continues to face a diverse and challenging threat environment leading up to and following the 20th anniversary of September 11th of the attacks, as well as religious holidays, we assess could serve as a catalyst for acts of targeted violence. These threats include those posed by domestic terrorists, individuals, and groups engaged in grievance-based violence, and those inspired or motivated by foreign terrorists and other malign foreign influences. These actors are increasingly exploiting online forums to influence and spread violent extremist narratives and promote violent activity. Such threats are also exacerbated by impacts of the ongoing global pandemic, including grievances over public health safety measures and perceived government restrictions. Yeah, don't, don't go to online forums. No, stick to the Zuckerberg uh, right. Facebook platforms. That way they can uh, see everything you do and, and they can filter it and censor you. So that's basically their summary. The pay, the uh, it, the alert continues to go on and get more detailed. Uh, they're expecting through the remainder of 2021 these 
extremists and anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremists will remain a national threat priority. And so this will justify, right? So the fact that a week after, not even a week, uh, after they released this notice, some redneck is in, you know, D.C. with a alleged bomb screaming out his window and throwing cash around. So timely. Uh, it's just, you know, it's awfully coincidental. Mm-hmm. So Don't want to be a conspiracy theorist, but uh, sometimes it's a conspiracy. Like, you guys remember, like, the Pizzagate incident? Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. And then uh, an FBI agent's son got a little radical. And this is, like, the hype of the uh, AR-15, like, talk about banning and stuff like that. Well, he went out there with an AR-15 shot one single shot he went to the restaurant shot one shot through the storage door which ended up going through the hard drive of the main computer that had all the video footage really what? i didn't hear Great that detail aim. i never heard that detail i heard that they oh, got yeah. a guy with a gun outside of the pizza place but i didn't know that. yeah no way oh yeah oh that was a total cover-up I... absolutely and what was the footage that was allegedly on the hard drive well i mean a lot of rumors are out there that you know they were uh you know kidnapping kids uh, you know, doing all kinds of horrible things to children. Uh, but the the government wasn't going to do anything about those rumors, so the footage wasn't well in jeopardy of being it was confiscated. Uh, it at certainly any point. was the Clintons' favorite place to eat. There's no doubt. I mean, there's some interesting allegations about that bar, but the Clintons aren't going to go and send the police to investigate the pizza place. No, I mean, the, no. the, the Clintons have professional hitmen that would just like infiltrate and get whatever they want. So like, there was right. no chance that that pizza, if that pizza place was as politically connected as it seemed to be, and you know anybody that looked into it could see that the owner of that pizza place had deep political roots John in the Podesta's Democratic favorite Party. favorite place to eat. Yeah, he had deep political connections, no doubt about it. So the idea that they would ever be in, in some sort of threat of, of a police raid is it's absurd. I mean, they're, yeah. they're protected. So why would that information have come out about that hard drive? I mean, why, why did that, how did you get that information this in the was first public. place? This was, this was on the mainstream news. I, it's just weird that that would have even have been you, you think it would have blown up, right? Like about all these like specific details. But yeah. I, remember, I remember when it happened and... Uh, it didn't really go national. What was the context, though, as far as... I mean, obviously, I'm asking like you to remember something. Like an strange FBI agent's son yeah. uh, went out there with an AR-15 to, you know, I guess, cause havoc or whatever his intention uh-huh. was. But it just seemed like a false flag. Like, they, you know, that single shot that he fired... But that's my question. I, and obviously, I'm asking you to remember something you haven't read for, for years yeah, or whatever. Years, yeah. But was it mentioned in the context of... Police attempted to investigate and get footage of the man shooting the gun, but it was it uh, happened to shoot the hard drive of the you know like why would they have even mentioned that? That seems like such a yeah such an irrelevant case mm. detail. Uh, yeah. I don't think so. I mean, if if there was a reporter somewhere that wanted to report something they thought was important and just get it out, just so at least it hit the streets and hit the ears of people one time before they got you know it got erased. And not for nothing, they're pretty open about a lot of things that they're doing. And, like, this is just kind of rubbing it in everyone's face at the time. You know? Yeah, the owner of that pizza place made some very disturbing public yeah. posts on his Instagram. That, James Alafontis. That was, yeah, yeah, that was his name. And very, very disturbing. And anyone could go and see them. They were archived. And if you want to dig into that, we, we did a three-hour-long episode about mm-hmm. that once on uh, Free Talk Live. Very, very strange stuff going on. But yeah. obviously protected. And so, presuming that they were you know, I don't know what the word is I'm looking for, brazen enough to actually record footage of whatever horrors that that, that might have gone on. Yeah. 
Um, there's no well, chance. Well, they definitely they do that. That's what yeah. gets used for political blackmail. Mm, yeah, mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, you've got something like that. You don't have to pay a dime. You own a politician for life. Which is why there's no chance any cops are going to be raiding that right. place. If Again, if they are indeed as, as pro- pro- politically protected as they seem to be. So if you want to weigh in, you can here 603-283-6160. We're talking about the Department of Homeland Security releasing a notice saying that they're going to be at heightened levels of threat levels due to so-called domestic terrorists, which I've speculated here that one of the reasons they might be bringing troops home from Afghanistan is to put them in the streets here in the United States. Now, whether that be to enforce COVID restrictions like they're doing in Australia or to crack down on so-called domestic terror, they are definitely going to have some extra troops around. I think they're going to have a really, really bad time if they do that. I know a good number of war veterans, and they are basically all... They've all seen it from the inside. We'll say that much. Well, the, are they back? Because like the, the people that... Um, these troops that were there, they seem very well-conditioned, maybe, right? And they were able to even just cooperate with the Taliban. And like now, you know, they're... They've been corrupted. I'm not saying that all of them are bad, but like if they you've been in this told. long, yeah, if you've been in there yeah. this long, there are some. I mean, I'm sure chance. I'm sure they all have dossiers. That, you know, they all know what they think, and you know, like the the schmucks that raided our house back in March, they were all they absolute order followers. But that should not be thought to be the uh, the norm. I don't think there's a lot of very very angry veterans out there. Well, I'm glad they're home. Well, we're talking about the active uh, troops. You know, they tend to do what they're told. But um, there's more coming up here. 603-283-6160. You got us. This is Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. You can dial in here and join us at 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you, you've got me, Ian, Matt, and Joa. And we've been talking about the guy in the truck in D.C., apparently the bomb threat or the alleged bomb in Times Square. They are claiming it wasn't a bomb, so you can go back to Times Square in case you actually want to be in New York City for some reason, which I don't know why anybody who loves freedom would want to set foot into New York City at this point, although... There is news out of New York City that I brought in here tonight. And then coming up, Matt, you've got a protest that's uh, of interest. We'll talk about that. It's happening tomorrow. Uh, But in New York City, it ain't over yet. Businesses are now suing the mayor's office in New York. New York businesses, uh, just a couple of days, or I think it was like the next day after the so-called Key to NYC scheme kicked off a restaurant association brought lawsuits against the new mandate, which will require people to have a vaccine, at least one, in order to go indoors and do basically anything within this within the city limits of New York. I cannot believe in a city in the world where there are, it's probably the, the first or second highest population of Jews, that they're allowing this papers please crap to happen. I suspect... Uh, I the- hope that that whole community absolutely goes nuts about this i suspect they will um there was a story and i don't have it in front of me right now but it was in my show prep recently that did a breakdown of the areas and the demographics in new york city as far as who actually has the vaccine so if you look at manhattan it's like over 90 percent like 99 percent uh have been vaccinated 
if you look at the areas where more black people live and more Hasidic Jews live, it's like 20% oh, yeah, or less. Crown point, forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're going to look at that and say, no way. Yeah. No and, way. And the, the, so it was the Hasidic Jews, the blacks, and then a group of conservatives on one of the islands, apparently. that These were the three groups in New York City uh-uh. that... They're saying no. Do we really believe these numbers, though, that they're coming out with, like, how many people have been vaccinated? It's they almost just, impossible to believe yeah. anything you see. I, I don't know. The, these numbers are, seem very exaggerated because, I don't know, there's a lot of resistance, mm-hmm. at least on social media. Most of the comments are against this. And I guess those who are going along with it are just sitting home watching TV and not doing social media arguing. I don't know. Well, now, wait a minute. I mean, you're on social media you're more likely to encounter people like you right like you have okay. friendships with people and so you're more likely to see their posts and you're more likely to see the things that you and those people are interested in so to some extent it creates an echo chamber you're likely not going to be in yeah, the pro vaccine groups right well like you- i mean i'm talking about like wmur here locally mm-hmm. that i'll go in there and most of the comments are definitely not in favor of these things mm, that's uh, interesting yeah yeah, and it just like I, I think it's just all lies. I think they're just I think completely so inflating everything. And they're so you know, I I think it's a massive marketing. Realistically, if, if what I think it is is true, it's an act of war. It's literally an act of war yeah. against the people's treason. And and I think what they've got is a massive campaign to talk total garbage about what hey this is what everybody's doing look at everybody doing this they're not you know how many articles mm. i've seen that are like titled or just explained that oh i got fully vaccinated i still got covid and died and like <laughs> I, i'm like uh, do you guys not get it yet like uh, are you really believing this right now and, and like the last the last dying words were everyone should still get vaccinated yeah like, yeah yeah, there have been a lot of people who have been reporting on social media that loved ones who've gotten the vaccine have gotten ill immediately or shortly thereafter yeah. who had been otherwise healthy prior to that, who are young enough to where it's a, it's unusual mm-hmm. for them to uh, to mm-hmm. fall ill. Yeah, some I, scary I watched stuff. the uh, – uh, somebody sent me a video to watch. It was uh, a podcast of some a bunch of doctors in Germany and Canada and America. Mm-hmm. And they were they were talking about how somebody did the homework. Like it went back to like 2017. Anthony Fauci had been working on this back then, and they mm. were using remdesivir as a treatment, and it was basically killing people in the tests. So mm. instead of you know putting the kibosh on the on the uh, on that as a treatment. They, the United States government bought the entire nation national supply of remdesivir in storage, hmm. waiting for apparently this to happen. And sure enough, when they started tr- treating people with it in the United States for COVID, guess what? Their kidneys shut down. And next thing you know, they're dying and they're blaming it on pneumonia because their lungs are filling up with water. It looked like pneumonia, kind of, on an x ray. But it turns out that it wasn't pneumonia. It was just water in the lungs because their kidneys weren't getting rid of any of the water in their bodies. Well, the good news out of New York City, according to DailyMail.co.uk, is the business owners are suing the mayor over the city's new, quote, arbitrary and capricious, unquote, vaccine requirements that will force them to check the vaccine status of every single indoor customer. And I will add checked IDs as well. So the requirement is that you show ID and so here comes the registration. The vaccine status. Restaurants and gyms throughout the city argue the rules are unfair because they don't apply to other indoor spaces where people congregate for long periods of time. Well, that's not the that's not the best way to argue this, but uh, that's what they're arguing, saying that because grocery stores 
are still allowing you know, they're not included in the the list of businesses so you the list includes like things like indoor restaurants gyms theaters anything where you would go and do a thing that's fun as opposed to is quote unquote essential businesses like grocery stores. So technically, grocery stores are still allowed to let in the unvaccinated. So they're using that as their one of their reasons as to why this is an unfair law. De Blasio's con- controversial key to NYC scheme officially kicked off August 17th, marking the U.S.'s first rules separating the vaccinated and unvaccinated in day-to-day life. Cities like New Orleans and San Francisco, as we've reported here, have since followed suit with similar, although new. Uh, similar mandates, although San Francisco's is more restrictive. Uh, Los Angeles County is more restrictive than New York because New York requires just one vaccination. Los Angeles County's requiring two. And uh, and I think they're closing off more businesses in Los Angeles to the unvaccinated. New York's rules require staff and customers at dining, entertainment, and fitness venues to have at least one dose of the COVID-19 vaccine to enter indoor spaces. Enforcement, however, will not begin for another 25 days. So they're not sending the goon squad around quite yet to issue summonses and fines. Uh, That uh, will begin September 13th. Wednesday afternoon, fast food restaurants in Manhattan were not yet asking for CDC vaccination cards or the Excelsior Pass, which is the New York State, I believe, um, created thing that Mm. people can download or whatever. And the AMC Village 7 movie theater in the East Village also had not been checking. The lawsuit was filed Tuesday at 7 p.m. Richmond County Supreme Court on behalf of a newly formed group called the Independent Restaurant Owners Association Rescue, which includes gyms and dining establishments in the city. Quote, there are many other venues that involve groups of unassociated people interacting for a substantial period of time, such as grocery stores, pharmacies, hair salons, churches, office buildings, schools, healthcare facilities, etc. And yet these venues will not require the vaccination of all workers and patrons. De Blasio's mandate also makes no exceptions for those who can't or shouldn't get the vaccine, the lawsuit adds. So if you are medically accepted, you're still not allowed to go into these places. You know, like, so the psychopaths are writing these laws. Okay. Oh, yeah. But it really comes down to enforcement. Are these cops really going to go along with this? Are they? Yes. Why wouldn't they? I mean, sh- cops it's are, New York City. They're awful order followers. They have been since oh, yeah. the day they were born. They are impossible to reason with. They are certain that they are right about everything, and they are certain that following orders is the patriotic thing to yeah. do. I mean, I've seen the video from France with the police going around checking vaccine passes of people outdoors. I saw some Australian cops pepper spray a 12-year-old for not wearing a mask today. Oh, yeah, that makes yeah, sense. I saw that too. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you, uh, you're not wearing a mask? Here, I'm going to make sure you can't breathe. You know? Yeah, I yeah, saw right. Him, right. I saw him holding, uh, I think it was also Australia, holding down a young person mm-hmm. and force, uh, allegedly force vaccinating oh, person as well. force vaccinating. Well, they're telling the students that they have to vac- uh, vaccinate if they want to go back to school in Australia. So don't go. Well, that's, that's the solution, obviously. But they're running 24,000 uh, what they call year 12 students through a stadium in Sydney. Over the last week or so, it's like four thousand per day. It's we talked about it a few days ago. It's one of the creepiest things. They've they've literally converted an entire stadium that hasn't had a concert since February of 2020, and so this is their way to make money, right? They get in with the government and get all this, you know, COVID money coming coming into them, and then they literally have like hundreds of chairs socially distanced, separated from one another in like the entryway area, like the the 
the place you would walk into the stadium and there would normally be vendors or whatever. It's just all chairs now with a bunch of teenagers seated in them waiting their turn yeah, to go nowadays, and get vaccinated. You know, taxation is just cattle funding their own slaughter at this point. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's sad stuff. Uh, but it's not just going to be Australia. Oh, no. Headline now, L.A. County School District is mandating COVID vaccines for K-12 kids. So it's coming here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. You knew that was going to happen, right? More coming up here. This is Free Talk Live. Hour number two is on the way. When Monster Hunter International discovers one of Isaac Newton's wardstones being auctioned off, they decide to steal it and use it to destroy the Chaos God once and for all. But a mysterious thief upends their plan, and it soon becomes a race against time as something much older and infinitely more evil awakens in the jungles of South America. Monster Hunter Bloodlines by New York Times bestselling author Larry Correa and Bane Books. Visit MonsterHunterNation.com for more. Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. We're kicking off the second hour of the program here. Of course, you can bring up whatever you want to talk about our number for you 603-283-6160 that's 603-283-6160 we started out talking about alleged terror plots many of which are cooked up by the federal government themselves leads to some questions about the guy today that was in a truck in dc allegedly with a bomb that was uh, ended up being taken into custody. What's the truth behind that story? Of course, you're welcome to call in and share your thoughts. Uh, we've also been discussing, of course, the latest various different COVID restrictions and a little bit of good news, at least, out of New York City, where some business owners are not all marching in lockstep. Uh, New York City, of course, just put into uh, into place their new key to NYC rules which are mandating that uh, basically most indoor business venues must check vaccination status of their customers which also requires them to check id because well you show somebody a vaccine paper how do they know if it's your vaccine paper so they're going to require id checks as well Uh, that's gone into place as of a couple days ago and the lawsuit was filed i believe tuesday evening by an independent group of restaurateurs that has recently formed I guess for the purpose of opposing this. And unfortunately, the argument that they're making is that the the law is discriminatory. So they're saying, hey, you can't tell us what to do if you won't tell all these other businesses that's what to do. That's such a bad tact. <laughs> Why would they do that? I wonder if that's controlled. Controlled opposition? Yeah. That's a great point. It uh, might be. I'm curious about like um, when the, wh- how long it's going to take for these lawsuits to actually go through. You know? Well, I can tell you that in our case, uh, Aria Demetso, one of our co-hosts here, me and the owner of local pho noodle restaurant called Pho Keen Great in downtown Keene, New Hampshire, we all sued the governor and the city of Keene over their mask mandates back in September of 2020. It is now August, so it's been almost an entire year, and finally a judge made a decision in the case, and the decision was to toss it out. 
So the case was, the judge basically ruled, and it was a 24-page long dismissal, but the, the essence of it, as I understood it, and I did not read it in detail, but you know, I read it enough to, to get a feel for what she was saying, was she said, well, you don't have standing because even though there were all these rules, you didn't get ticketed. So therefore, they weren't enforcing the rules, so therefore, you don't have standing. You don't have standing. That was and, the argument, and then the other, the other argument, like, well, you look at um, a lot of these auditors out there; they get charged, and they like, go, oh, "Just take us to court." And then they like, they, you know, you have the lawyer up, pay all these money, right? And then they just dismiss all the charges because they know you spent the money. Yeah, you, know, you don't that's get a how refund. It goes. That's how it goes. Yeah. So um, we're not done yet, necessarily. We've talked to our attorney; he may be willing to file an appeal. He's he's interested in it. He's got to research whatever costs are involved, and because we don't want to keep paying him for for this, like. We've already paid him thousands of dollars just to take it to this point, and so I don't know what the mm-hmm. the appeal status is. But we got thirty days to uh, to make that decision. So anyway, back to the story here from the Daily Mail, talking about some of these businesses that are standing up, and two of them are Staten Island fitness venues. Which is interesting, how many fitness places are really standing strong against these government mandates it's fantastic the big one that got a lot of attention last year for good reason was in new jersey Mm -hmm. the attilas gym those guys uh were arrested they've been prosecuted they've been hit with over one hundred fifty thousand dollars in fines they did a fundraiser with bitcoin cash uh they ended up kicking in the plywood that the government put over their their doors to try to get back in and get successfully get back into their business i mean these guys are heroic so it's not just them, though. There was that one in uh, Buffalo, New York, which, if you may remember, there was video, yeah. just this heroic video from I'm last so summer. so surprised by those guys. How proud am I to be from upstate New York when the people up there are doing stuff like that? Fantastic. Yeah, the, the video, for listeners that maybe didn't see it, uh, was a group of people. They weren't there working out. It was just a meeting that was being held at the gym. But again, you know, it violated the no meeting rules or whatever. You can't have more than 10 people together in a place. And so government goons showed up. They got they caught wind of this meeting happening, or or maybe they saw cars parked out front or whatever. But somehow they goon squad showed up, and the people in this uh, in this gym just shouted those cops away. Just you know said, "Look, we don't want you here. Get out. You don't have a right to be here or whatever." And it was really inspiring video. The cops have to know. I mean, cops are supposed to know the law. They must know that that's that they have no reason to be able to stay there. Well, I mean, Which the law is whatever they, they say it is in a lot of cases, but they they did walk away because they were they were outnumbered. Number one, I mean, that's that's a big factor here. Is if you've got more people than they do, you've got some strength. You've got, got some, another got reason to, to move to mad. New Hampshire. You've that's, got to get mad. Yeah, that's a huge reason to move to New Hampshire. Absolutely, Joe. That's the, that is to have people of like mind in the same place. And I think it's becoming more and more important. It was important ten years ago, and it's even more so. Mm-hmm. If there was one place that like, so I'm, I'm from Rhode Island and. Uh, the community isn't really that strong there, but the ones that are there that are speaking out, or you know, they're you know like-minded and everything. But they don't, we don't have the numbers down there. Here, it's unbelievable. You get a community coming uh, right behind you if you you want to throw an event and that's sort of a protest. You get people, you know. Yes, it, you, you shouldn't doubt it. It's, that, it's coming. That courtroom for Rochelle last mm-hmm. week was full. Yeah. I was so happy to see that because. Court trial attendance had fallen off a little little bit over the last few years, and it's back, mm-hmm. nice. which was awesome. Uh, hopefully, uh, something I wanted to bring up tonight uh, before we get too far down the down the road with it. Um, tomorrow night at Dartmouth Hitchcock Hospital in Concord, um, it's from six to eight p.m. There is going to be uh, some nurses 
are mm. going to be throwing a little bit of a demonstration there being nice. um, against the vax and the you know the stupidity so that it's not like the the medical community I think they feel shouted down a lot as in yeah. the, the nurses. You know, well, they're the being doctors. told they're going to be fired in yeah. a lot of places. Uh-huh. Now, I don't know if it's true in New Hampshire, but in Maine, we had a nurse call in a week ago or whatever on a, one of our weekend shows. She said that they gave them a deadline by like September or something, October. They had to have the vaccine or they're going to be fired. Call we, their bluff. Yeah. yeah. Well, well, two weeks ago, we had a anonymous caller of someone that worked there in the labs. And uh, he was saying that they're going to fire him. And he, he was going for the exemption on religious uh, mm-hmm. on the religious side. I was telling him, uh, you know, don't even file that exemption. Just get fired. Get fired and get fired up. You know, like you know, then you can sue him, or at least you can collect the unemployment. I guess at that well, point. I mean, again, like Maybe. you said, suing them is not easy. No, it's, it's not. It's no. you can't just sue them. First, you have to find an attorney who's willing to sue them. Yeah. Unless you know the court system inside and out, and if you're a professional in any other capacity, you don't, mm-hmm. because there's a reason why the courts, you know, the laws are written in legalese. It's to protect their business. They the lawyers need to keep clients. They need to keep business. And so they they write these laws in a way because it's lawyers that write the laws for the most part. And it's lawyers that, that make money and get rich, uh, you know, getting hired to oh, defend sure. and or prosecute and, and bring cases. So yeah. that said, uh, the, these nurses and doctors that are putting themselves out there on the line, being very vocal about this, we got to give them our support all we oh, can. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. tomorrow night, if you're in New Hampshire, Show up at Dartmouth Hitchcock in Concord and just give them some backup. From what I understand, it's actually going to be a pretty big thing. Is this just the normal hospital in Concord? Yeah, uh, I think so. It's okay. a, it's like a. I looked it up online. It's a fairly good sized brick building, but okay. Yeah, so that's what, what time? Uh, Six p.m. tomorrow okay. night, Concord, New is, Hampshire. Is there a website? Uh, there's an email address. It's uh, slider. NHO45 at gmail.com. Is that a zero? I think that's a zero, yeah. Slider NH045 at gmail.com. All right, cool. And, you know, I, I think it's good to support them because it seems like, it seems like that they're, they're the only rational minds and that they're questioning. And they're experts. Yeah. They're literally experts exactly. at, in, on the topic. Oh, yeah. but don't listen to them because they disagree with the government's experts. The government's experts, yeah. Those oh, you're right. No, the government, they, they know everything. They, um, they have all the you know laws. Yeah, and they always tell the truth. I mean, you could you can't disbelieve what the government says. No, I mean, they tell the not. truth about Afghanistan. They tell the truth about everything. Oh yeah, they're so trustworthy. I mean, you should totally put in your veins the thing the government wants you to put yep. in your veins. IV drip for life. Um, actually, I hope somebody calls in from that protest. It'd be nice to you know get an update, maybe hear from one of the the nurses or whatever out Absolutely. that might be on the uh, on the ground out there. The number here is six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. Whether it be pushback from the nurses themselves or from restaurants refusing to enforce these various different uh, mandates, you. You can weigh in as well. 603-283-6160. You can take control of the airwaves. This is Free Talk Live. I've actually got a video of a nurse coming up here. I'll play that for you. It's relevant. It's Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can dial in here if you want to join us. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Free Talk Live is on Odyssey. We've been on, actually, the system that backs Odyssey is this uncensorable, blockchain-based media-sharing protocol. It's decentralized. It's called Library. LBRY.com is their website. 
Odyssey is related to library. They're directly related. Odyssey is sort of library's attempt to compete with YouTube. And so it's the technology behind library or the technology behind Odyssey is called library. I just wanted you to know that because that's important. It's decentralized and it's uncensorable and it's awesome. And uh, we've been there for years, but now we're streaming on Odyssey, which is really exciting because that's one of the newest additions that they've made over there. So yeah, you might be able to see us on platforms like Twitch or DLive, as long as we haven't been banned from there. In fact, uh, Aria's channel on YouTube just got a strike, so we are currently banned uh, from broadcasting on YouTube. We, we, we've been banned from broadcasting on the Free Talk Live channel for months, and Aria had her own YouTube channel, so... Just to be there, she started putting the feeds for Free Talk Live on her YouTube channel. Now well, that's got a strike, so we're completely not on well, YouTube. Well, at least Odyssey won't be doing that. Presumably, yeah. I, hope I mean, not. technically, <laughs> technically, Odyssey's streaming is centralized, so mm. in theory, they could if they wanted to, but we don't expect that from the Odyssey yeah. folks. But the archives themselves, those are uncensorable over on the the library system. Um, maybe I think I may have seen some censored thumbnails, but that's another story. Well, that's why was, that's a good uh, it's a good example. So yeah. uh, I was contacted by somebody from Odyssey, and he said, "Hey, you know, uh, we're we've gotten reports about topless uh, blah 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 because there was the topless female episodes of Free Talk Live yeah. that happened exclusively on Odyssey." And he said, you know, oh, well, we don't allow for you know mature content or whatever. I'm like, well, your rules say it's pornographic content, and. So Odyssey does have a set of rules. Like there's certain things that aren't allowed on Odyssey. Like you can't, you know, get on there and advocate killing people or whatever. Like there's right. certain things that they don't allow, and that's because it is a platform that's designed to compete with attracting a certain group. So they don't allow pornography right. on Odyssey. But Library, they cannot tell you what to put mm-hmm. on Library. Mm-hmm. So if there's something that they say is not allowed on Odyssey, which we haven't seen that happen yet, uh, what I ended up agreeing to was to not have. Um, uncensored boobs on the the profile photo uh, right. or the you know the preview sure. photo, sure. but they they didn't say we had to take down the videos themselves. So gotcha. those videos are still there. You can still see them on our Odyssey channel at video.freetalklive.com. But what I wanted to point out was library is uncensorable. They cannot control what you upload to library, right. and they cannot take it down. I mean, there is within so, the reasons, like you know, some you know, if it's you're harming other people, they can't take it down. Oh, it do, there's no, they have no control over library. I see. Odyssey's different yeah. because it's a front end. I so see. in the same way that with a blockchain based thing, you can if you have the programming right. chops, right. you could make your own front end for library. You I could see. have you know uh, whatever the hell it would be called. You know you could, sure. you could have a, a website that was only uh, people that do what you do, which right. your channel on Odyssey is what. Breaking the flaw. Breaking the flaw. And what you do is uh, First Amendment audits. You yep. go into government uh, agencies and such. And and, cop blocking. Yeah. And if you wanted to, you could only have like a website that only featured those channels That'd be that great. you pulled in from library. Yeah. And then you would decide who was on your website or not. That's what Odyssey's doing. Library's just the back end. Let's go to your calls. Uh, so again, check out our Odyssey channel over at video.freetalklive.com. And please follow us there instead of those other video platforms let's go to mark he's calling from new hampshire he's also um one of the uh, first amendment audit guys he's known as press nh now mark you're on free talk live how you doing how you doing guys? hey what's on your mind um so um as you guys know i do first amendment auditing um, my channel's grown uh, significantly over the last few months 
Um, I think the last time I spoke with you, I think I had around ten to twelve thousand. Uh, I got around thirty six now. Viewers, very um, nice, very nice. Yeah, subscribers. Um, and uh, so anyway, I ended up going to Maine. I've been going out there quite a bit. I know there's a lot going on, hmm. and there's nobody doing what I'm doing. So I went over to the Department of Homeland Security, um, okay. the field office over in South Portland, Maine. Um, so I ended up going there, um, just kind of doing my little intro onto my um, onto my channel, and then I started just walking around the property. There were no signs. Um, they have a DHS memo, uh, operational readiness memo, stating that we could do so. Hmm. Uh, um, explain that. It's like so. There's a memo out there that says that we can yeah. do what again? Yeah. So, so it's a it's called the operational readiness memo. It's a um, it's their federal code, um, you know, of conduct and and so forth. Um, and they actually it was revised back in 2010, and I think in 2018 it was revised. And before that, they actually had it. Um, it was blocked off pretty much. It was uh, it was redacted uh, information on there that you couldn't see, which was stating that, you know, it is First Amendment protected activity to go mm -hmm. onto federal property and actually record. And it, it was not shown. So people were getting arrested uh, for, you know, trespassing, stuff like that for recording on federal property. And then until they kind of just said, hey, look, there's too much of this going on. Let's just kind of open that up and let people know they can. Uh, so that's what that is. It's an operational readiness memo. Um, it's a DHS memo, 2010 and 18. It basically reiterated what the First Amendment's all about. Well, I wish that exactly. they would uh, take that under advisement at the federal courthouses where they will not allow anyone in with any kind of recording device. Doesn't matter if it's yeah. audio, video, cameras. You can't bring anything into federal courts. No, you can't, unless you have permission, of course. Uh, which They you can, won't give you. you know. Yeah. They won't give you that. See, I haven't tried, so I don't. I wouldn't know. Yeah. Um. But I will be trying. Um. Uh, fairly soon because um they actually cited me over there. Um. I actually got physically assaulted several several times by one uh, one officer over there. Yeah, I um, saw some of this video. I didn't watch the whole thing, but I saw where you were just, I guess, approaching a doorway of some sort, and a goon yep. comes out and immediately puts just his hands on you. Zero to a hundred, right there. I yeah. didn't say anything to anybody. I wasn't bothering anybody. Um, he went hands-on right away for about 15 to 20 minutes. Wow. Um, what was the officer's name? Way, Do you remember? Uh, it was Hodson, H-O-D-S-O-N. Hodson. Mm. Hodson, yeah. And he had another um, goon that was backing him up, right? Yeah, but he never went hands-on. Um, but he, he didn't stop the other guy. He oh, did no. not stop yeah. the other guy along with the other four. Um, yeah. So what ended up happening, uh, he kept on going hands-on. He actually, at one point, he kicked me. Uh, I wow. did a replay kind of on my YouTube channel. Um, I did all the replays of the assaults for the most part. And, um, he actually took my gimbal, uh, that mm. holds my camera. He actually grabbed my camera first. I'm sorry. He grabbed my camera first and then he, uh, it, the video shut off. So I got my video back, but he got the gimbal and I turned the video back on and he kept pushing and pushing and pushing and shoving. And then all of a sudden he threw What was he saying gimbal. to you? I mean, before you get to I get off the property. Um, <laughs> you know, what is, you have no business here. Um, get off the property. You're trespassing. Sure, I've got um, business here. I'm the media and I'm exactly. recording you. He called you a female dog. Can we say that now? Yeah, he said yeah, that. He called he you a did. bitch. Yeah, he did. He did. And I actually, re I, I couldn't believe he said that. So I stand by. I bet you probably have more to tell us. If you do, hang on. We'll continue with you here in just a moment. We got uh, Mark. He's on with us from Press NH now. It's a YouTube channel. Yeah. Uh, you can check him out there. I'm sure this video is there for you to see. You know, you can oh, see yeah. it for yourself. Uh, he's been ticketed. We'll find out what the charge is. What is he facing? Or what is the potential penalty? Uh, and all that coming up here. 
presuming he can stay with us, and I presume he can. Uh, 603-283-6160 is the number. If you want to join us, you can. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. This is Free Talk Live. After a devastating war, the alien visitors were driven back, and their willing human collaborators were left behind to face the music. When Emma Jean Anderson's ex-lover springs her from prison, Nathan Foster and his 14-year-old nephew Ben are tasked with bringing the pair to justice. An easy enough job until they discover something is inside Emma Jean, and the fate of the planet hangs in the balance. The Family Business by Mike Coopery from BaneBooks.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We've got a lot to talk about here. Of course, your calls and thoughts are welcome. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. And also want to say thank you to Free Talk Live amplifier Paul Gibbons. Paul is a Free Talk Live amplifier, which means he amps the show. Amp stands for Advertise, Market, and Promote. It's a way to help us get Free Talk Live onto more radio stations. We've got over 180 great stations that air our show at various different times throughout the week. And a lot of those stations are on board because of listeners like Paul. And also Sergeant Oddball, who is a silver amplifier. Paul's a gold, which means Paul's contributing 10 bucks a month. Sergeant Oddball doing silver, which is 5 bucks a month. That's all we ask. And you can do it with uh, PayPal. You can do credit card, debit card, over at amp.freetalklive.com. Makes a difference for us. And you get some cool perks if you do it. ampamp.freetalklive.com. As we go back to Mark... Uh, he's still with us here. He is uh, Press NH Now. That's his channel on YouTube. Was arrested in Maine uh, at a Department of Homeland Security office. You'd gone there to just do what you do, which is what's called First Amendment audits. You show up at a government building. You, you know, most of the time it's state government or whatever, but you know, in this yep. case it was federal. Uh, and you record, and you just kind of walk around and go into public, ostensibly publicly accessible places. Exactly. Uh, and you exactly. just see how they behave. Will they respect your right to be the media, to be the press, or will they harass you, threaten you, possibly attack you? And you got all of those things happen to you, uh, harassing, <laughs> threatening, attacking, and even a ticketing, apparently, at this Department of yep. Homeland Security office where a, a goon immediately came outside and uh, laid his hands on you for a lengthy period, and uh, you were telling us about that. So continue, please. Yeah, yeah so um, right, at, uh, in the, in the, right after he came out, uh, he was just on hands-on, kicking, pushing, uh, took my phone, shut it off. I turned it back on, and what happened is that uh, he actually took my gimbal. I started recording again. I told him to give me my property back, and he ended up throwing it oh, I saw that. into the street. He wow. threw it into the street. Um, that could have hit a vehicle that could have, you know, um, I could have gotten hit by a vehicle by going to get it. Uh, it's destroying my property. It's, it's seizing my property. Wow. Um, everything illegal, uh, about the whole situation. Um, and he actually kept pushing me into the street. Yeah. Over th- the east- that was crazy. Like, could you imagine um, like, you know, you're already off the property, but now he's like trying to push you I into am- the street. Like this isn't, this is well, crazy. I was trying to go back onto the property. I'm not going to lie. I do. I, I do push hard when I do my audits. Um, I, I went back on the property. I kept going on the property. Good. Um, if he liked it or not, because I had every right to be there and he's the one who was being disorderly. Mm-hmm. Not 
Mm-hmm. Uh, he was also assaulting me the whole time. Um, so anyway, at the end, um, you know, the another officer came, FPS, and uh, he ended up uh, federal protective Barrett. service. That's what that's yes, for. federal protective services. Um, I told him a little bit about what happened with his officers. Uh, he said he's going to investigate it. And long story short, uh, ended up citing me instead of <laughs> arresting him for disorderly conduct. Um, he threatened me with arrest and to throw me in jail if I wow. didn't identify. Well, they got to back their own, right? They, yeah. they can't throw their, yeah. their colleagues under the bus. They got to go along with yeah. it. And they're like, oh, just see us yeah. in court, I guess. You know? yep. like, that's what they do. And, it's going to um, make it difficult for us. Instead of like standing up for care. truth and what's really happening at the moment. You know, the Constitution, they swore an oath to uphold that thing. They don't know anything about that. Yeah. No, no. And I even told the officer, uh, Hamill, I think it was, um, who was the citing officer. Mm-hmm. Um, I told him I, I'd show him my video. I, I would show it to him. I have no problem with that. I didn't do anything wrong. Um, he totally ignored it, investigated Jeez. their end, ignored mine, and then uh, cited me. Then so you say I cited, but they actually, that's technically an arrest, it correct? Is. It is. It okay. is. Um, technically is an arrest, um, you know, but you are free to go. You're just kind of ticketed. And told to go to court. Uh, the funny thing is, though, is there's no. I did not give my social security number. I did not give my uh, address. I said mm-hmm. I was homeless and indigent, so they can't have that information. Um, and I did not give them a phone number. No email, no contact information. So there's no date for any court on <laughs> this paperwork. Um, I don't even know if it's legit. Um, I have no <laughs> That's idea. That's interesting. Cause it does say to call within 60 days, and I'm really debating on if I should or not. Mm. Um, They're probably going to worry after a while. Yeah, you know, it's federal court. I'm not going to really mess with them too much. Um, it's like I they don't know who you are. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I may go do an audit before I even get there um, <laughs> on my way. So, you know, it's just it's craziness. I go to Massachusetts. I go to Maine. I go to New Hampshire. I'm going to start traveling a little bit further out. Um you know, and uh, trying to hit up some other states. Uh, do we know? You know, I know so I don't know the federal court criminal procedure. Do they use yeah. like in state courts, for instance, in New Hampshire, they give you an arraignment date. So that's the, the first date that you go to court. They will ask you, do you want to take a plea deal or you, are you going to yeah. go with not guilty? Is this? A, oh, a, no, I don't. I don't plea out. I do not plea okay. out. That's one I, I really like about it. you, um, man. A lot of auditors like to plea out. You don't. Nice. And nope. I really appreciate nope, that. I have. I have five cases in New Hampshire, and wow. I've already gotten a jaywalking charge dropped. I actually got arrested in Manchester last year. Hmm. Um, and arrested all my for other jaywalking. Cases, yeah, arrested for jaywalking. <laughs> Didn't even Did, see a day in court. How, how can um, people help you, too? Because you've got a lot of financial burdens here. Mm-hmm. You've paid a lawyer I a do. lot of money, right? Um, I do, yeah. I've spent um, thousands of dollars. I have three cases right now that I have a lawyer on. I'm taking care of one myself, and hmm. I do have a public defender on another. Um, and because of that, you know, the financial burden, um, it, it's kind of draining me. Um, well, how, how can people help me. you? Because I mean, then go to your um, channel and find everything. Yeah. Right? So I do have a PayPal. I do have a cash app. Um, it's on the about section of my channel. If you go to it on YouTube, um, that's you know, press I, NH now yes. on press NH now. Yep. Um, I do have links to my PayPal and cash app. They are all for my activism. Um, I do not use any of the, uh, support that I get from cash app or PayPal, uh, for anything other than legal fees, gas, um, cameras, SD cards, walkie, a new gimbal, um, new gimbal, um, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. Um, you know, I do want people to understand that, you know, this is not, it does cost money. To yeah, do it does. You're putting your ass um, on the line and they're, uh, you know, yeah. it's hard to get people yep. to back this stuff. So I hope people do go yep. to press NH now, hit the about, uh, info and find out and how to contribute. I, 
Yeah. And press uh, one of the things like a few weeks ago, you were with uh, Mass Accountability, another auditor. Yep. Uh, I and was. I can't talk about my case, but I'll tell you, you went to the same place where I have a pending case, though, which is Worcester <laughs> Police Station. I had and you to got follow up. Similar treatment. Yeah, but I I did back off of that one. Um, I will do follow ups. I am talking to a lawyer out there about that because that has to stop. Um, you know, at one point, maybe I will take the arrest and fight it all the way into court, you know, and I'll be cordial all the way through it. Um, there will be no resisting, uh, none of that, but I will, I will eventually challenge that in Worcester at one point. And if they are listening, let them know. Well, it sounds like you got your hands full. Uh, anything else you want to share tonight with our listeners? No, uh, just check out my channel, guys. Press an H now, like, share, subscribe, and, uh, hit the bell for notifications. Um, trying to get to 50,000 subs by the end of the year. Thanks, man. Uh, I appreciate it. And feel free to keep us well, in the loop as this uh, case develops. Cause, I'm know, going there right now. I'd like to hear some updates. I'm Thanks, uh, Mark. I, I appreciate your call tonight. Take care, man. Wow. Hey, I, I got to tell you, Press NH now, he's, he is the number one. I mean, Ian, you're a big activist, and I give you a lot mm-hmm. of credit, but Press NH now, he is the front lines. He is definitely one of the top auditors uh, out there. Uh, he's growing like nobody yeah. else. It's amazing. Good for him. People, people are scared he's up to here. New England. I'm glad he's up here. I'm yeah. turning notifications on for that one. Like what you guys are doing, all the auditors, that's just like staring the dog right in the face. Oh, like yeah. mm-hmm. you know you're gonna get bit and you you yeah. know. Thank you. And they will bite. Oh yeah. They do. That's like when you went to when you went to Worcester, the police station, I'm like, Oh my god, he's he's in the lion's den right now. Mm-hmm. What are you doing, bro? Yeah, that's like I knew this. Yeah. Man. I I never you know being from upstate New York, I hear Worcester Mass, I'm like, Oh yeah, that sounds like a super dangerous place. And you get here and it's like, Oh my god, the cops there are absolutely out of control the place yeah. is a mess you hear about it every like even up here in new hampshire you hear about worcester i, I want to say things but i can't <laughs> <laughs> i'll say it for you well later on the case will be over and that's you'll right be able to say everything you want to uh 603-283-6160 is our number here uh, coming up more of your calls and thoughts uh you can bring up anything that's on your mind and we got all kinds of crazy news did you guys hear OnlyFans is going to be restricting sexually explicit content starting what? in October? <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> yeah, so all kinds of just wild, wild only stuff reason exists out there. Exactly. That's how that's how they made their bones, so to speak. All right, we got more coming up. You can share your thoughts. 603-283-6160. Bring up anything here on Free Talk Live. It's Free Talk Live. Phones are open here at 603-283-6160. And you can bring up whatever's on your mind at 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. Uh, Also, online, you can join us on our social media site. We launched one earlier this year in response to the various different big tech companies cracking down on people's uh, speech because it's their platform so they can do that um, so we started our own platform where you get more freedom to express yourself over at social.freetalklive.com it's a mastodon system which means it is a little more decentralized in that it's federated with thousands of other mastodon servers all around the planet so if you don't want to join our server you can start your own which is pretty cool so check it out over at social dot freetalklive.com back to your phone calls and thoughts rachel is calling in from rhode island rachel you're on free talk live hey thanks for having me on i really appreciate it sure. uh my name i'm calling because i'm a friend of joe's oh hi rachel 
Hi. Hey, um, I'm an author. Okay. And I've written some books, and I used to work for a defense contractor. The books are based on my experience working for a marketing department for a very large defense contractor here in the United States. And they're all based on fact, and all the names have been changed to you know protect the obviously. Guilty. So in a marketing department of a defense contractor, you're marketing to the military? Yes, yeah. The, well, the military is telling the defense contractors what has to happen, and then you go out and you get the regular people to want what the Pentagon wants to have happen. Tell me a little bit more about that, what you're talking about. So you're saying you're actually helping the military propagandize, or you were, you're not yeah. anymore, but yeah. uh, helping yeah. the military propagandize the American people to say, hey, we want more bombers, bigger bombers, that kind of yeah. thing? Like, specifically, yeah. like, cluster yeah. bombs, right? That's, and, like, missiles? That's ex- basically exactly it. And hmm. the reason why I'm bringing this up now is because with the whole COVID thing, I, uh, the last, the most recent book in my series, Security Through Absurdity, um, I didn't realize what I had touched upon. It it's about bio warfare, and I didn't realize until 2020 that oh my god, this is about bio warfare. And what the FDA is doing with this vaccine, I watched the FDA approval. They did everything defense contractors do. Mm. And I was going to ask you, Rachel, if you smell any of that on this. I, I bet absolutely. It's exactly the And the other thing that's going on, too, is right now the U.S. dollar is hinged on the U.S. stock market. It's no longer based on gold. It's no longer based on petroleum. Because Trump signed the CARES Act, the U.S. dollar is basically, it is basically based on the stock market because the CARES Act married the Treasury Department with the Federal Reserve, and the Federal Reserve can buy stocks to buttress the dollar. Now, just two days ago, I think it was. If you notice, I don't know, I pay attention to stuff on the stock market. So I'm watching the stuff because that was the job of a defense marketing person. Your job is to keep the stocks up. So I'm watching stocks, and I notice that there's a lot of activity where investors are reading the Federal, Federal Reserve's meeting minutes two days ago. And it was in the morning. Everything's kind of crazy. You know, it always is in the morning. But I noticed immediately the Pope and the president both come out at the same within the same hour and tell everybody to get a third booster shot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Pope said it was a an act of love. <laughs> yes. So I'm like, okay, right there, everything calms down. Calm down for just a, like a little while. But that showed me. It's like, dude, the Pope is overseeing one of the largest banks on the planet. Then you've got Biden. Of course, the U.S. dollar, everything's hinged on the U.S. dollar, and the U.S. dollar is hinged on the stock market. The largest portion right now is fluctuating around the biomeds. So here comes the Pope and the President saying, get a third shot, and here comes the dollar coming down a little now, bit. This is something I've never heard about the Federal Reserve. I did not know that they did anything to link to the stock market. Um, I mean, I've known that they've been printing money from thin air forever. Yeah. So what is it that they did exactly? I'm, I'm a little unclear this, on okay, that. Okay, the CARES Act. Remember during COVID when everything mm-hmm. went crazy? And, you know, that was the, that was the we, first bailout. Forget? The CARES like, Act was the first bailout, if I recall correctly. No. No? Well, 
Yeah, it was kind of the Big Mama Gawancha one. Yeah, I guess it was. The that first was one. that was the one where people got the checks, right? They got yeah, the two thousand dollar or fourteen hundred or whatever the hell it was. Yeah, but nothing's yeah. ever that simple. There's probably a lot more to it. Well, it was yeah. hundreds yeah. of billions was, of dollars that, that went to uh, the you know the co- the corporations. Yeah, those the federal- the, that was a feel good checks, whereas yeah, like was- they're really spending more money on the side, right? Right. Yeah, that was your like if you took that money, that meant you agreed with everything that's just going on. You just accepted it. Like you're part of the you are part of the game now when you do that. So what happened is everything's going crazy. The we should have crashed years ago, right? But it got kick in the can, kick in the can, mm-hmm. and something had to happen. So Trump signs this thing, the CARES Act. The CARES Act, oh, yay, everybody gets a check. Woohoo! And ultimately, what ended up happening is the Federal Reserve, the, the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve got linked up together mm-hmm. during the CARES Act. Also, what ends up happening is that Trump gave the ability, all right, the stock market purchases happen through BlackRock. BlackRock and the Treasury and the Federal Reserve are all three of them working together right now. And what is BlackRock? BlackRock is one of the largest financial entities on the planet, and they own stock in almost, I guess, basically everything on the stock market. Some of them are controlling stocks. And so they can basically like sway things the, the way they want the and kind of redistribute. But they own everything yeah. anyway. So the point is um, they are using artificial intelligence. Their artificial intelligence is called Aladdin. It's running on Microsoft's Azure cloud. And that artificial intelligence keeps it so that the dollar doesn't completely like the the stock market doesn't completely crash and so this US dollar is based on the stock market that isn't going to completely crash because it's being controlled by artificial so, intelligence. So what they're doing is they're pumping the stock market. They're buying yeah. stocks, they're making sure that the stock market doesn't completely crash because what they can't do is lower the amount of dollars in circulation. That's going to continue and they're going to continue increasing that. So we're going to keep seeing uh, prices going up. That you know, Buying and sell- selling stocks won't have any effect on that, like, but they're trying to keep the stock market afloat. I like the, right? I like the way that uh, jo- uh, George Carlin uh, puts it. It's like, we're on this slowly gliding slope. It's not going to happen all at once, but we're going to slowly go down. And if they can ease that as much as they can mm-hmm. over the, over time you know the less we're going to notice it like the the boiling frog effect well right, right yeah if people see the stock market's crashing then right. that'll be an indicator that things are getting very bad very quickly and so then and they so might they do something like a bank happen. run yeah right they don't want that to happen so the stock market is trying to keep it as stable as possible so that the dollar stays as stable as possible and on top of that while that's going on the the chairman of the Federal Reserve has been meeting all during 2020. Mm-hmm. He's been meeting very publicly online with the director of the IMF. And I watched those too, because they're getting ready to flip everything over to blockchain. And Ooh. of course, Bitcoin was the, they're trying to, Bitcoin was the digital gold or is the digital gold. They needed to get everything off of, you know, we're off gold, we're off petroleum. They didn't want people investing in gold while this was going on. So they have Bitcoin, like that came out of the closet. It used to be just for spooks, the CIA. And it was, it literally was 
to move. They were trying to figure out how to do this back in like the 1970s when they knew when they got us off the gold window that it, the whole thing was going to collapse. What can we do? We can make we can make a digital gold. And so the spooks, which are the CIA and the different, there's 17 intelligence agencies. They were using it to move goods and services and humans and organs and prostitutes and everything else around drugs. They were, it was literally illegal like that. Then as it started to come into, like, Congress kind of knew what was going on. My congressman in, what was it, 2000, no, excuse me, 1998 knew what this was. He Hold was on a second. It. Are what? you saying that Bitcoin was in use by the government in the 1990s? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't buy that's that. Hard to believe. No. I want to hear no, more no, about the new. If you've got, yeah, you, if you've got you. more, if you can hang on, we'll we'll bring you back here in uh, in a moment. Yeah, it, it's interesting. I mean, I, I I think her story is really interesting as far as the defense contractor is concerned. But the idea that Bitcoin was around in the, the late '90s, I think the crypto punks would probably disagree with that. But we'll see. We'll see what she uh, what she has to say. Coming up here in hour number three six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. This is Free Talk Live. This message is for you if you are a polyamorous person or you're in an open relationship and you are struggling with jealousy, loneliness, and communication problems. Hello, my name is Jeremy West and I am a polyamory coach with degrees in psychology and communications and five years of experience with polyamory. And for a limited time, I'm teaching a free online class just for polyamorous people or people in open relationships where you will discover a new, simpler, and unique way to uncover the secret that experienced poly people know about jealousy that you must know too. Stop feeling lonely when your partner is out with another partner and use the four key elements that will change the way you communicate forever. No more crying yourself to sleep when you're alone for a night, a weekend, or longer and wondering if it's better to go back to a monogamous relationship. Sound good? Well then, go to jeremywest.net slash free class and register for my class now. Again, that's jeremywest.net slash free class, jeremywest.net slash free class. Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves here. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. Our number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. In the studio with you tonight, it's Ian, Matt, and Joa. Now, I don't set up phone calls on Free Talk Live, but Joa, you did. You yeah. set up a call yes. uh, or two tonight. We heard from Press NH now. He had an interesting story to tell, and uh, you invited your friend Rachel to call in from Rhode yeah. Island. You told me you met her uh, with the Ron Paul camp. Yeah, actually, um, uh, she was a, a big organizer uh, uh, involved in the Ron Paul campaign in Rhode Island. And, uh, we were delegates together uh, back in 2008 and 2012. Um, and she has some really interesting stories uh, when it came to those campaigns, and oh, just it, it's insane what they did to him in uh, in Tampa, and like yeah. it, it's really interesting. And she she has a lot of interesting stories, so definitely check out her books. Um, and, and Rachel, we uh, had you on here, and you you mentioned you worked for a defense contractor, talking about that in the the, media, the I guess sort of the marketing department, as you called it. Yeah, uh, it was marketing. Yep, yep, yep. Where your job was to market 
the the I, the products that you wanted to push to the military, not to the military, but to the public. The people, because we're trying to get the stock. My job was always just to keep the stock price up. Yeah, and I presume that also, if the public is demanding uh, these these things be produced, then you know they'll call their senator and demand more bombs or or whatever. Right. And so that was interesting. You mentioned you've got books, but you didn't give us your last name. So go ahead and uh, give us Rachel McIntosh. It's Rachel R A C H A E L. And my n- middle initial is L, so it's Rachel L. McIntosh, M-C-I-N-T-O-S-H. And the series of books is called Security Through Absurdity. Yeah, and it sounds really interesting. Um, and I, you know, obviously, I'm not going to, I'm not going to disagree with you on your experiences at your job. But I, I got to question what you said about Bitcoin just a moment ago. I want to make sure you have a chance to yeah, clarify yeah, yeah. what you yeah, said. So I, I'm glad. And then as soon as I went to commercial, I went to a Bitcoin commercial. It was great. Yeah. All right, no, it was awesome. Now, one. In my books, especially the first book, Little Yellow Stickies, that is when I rolled into this job. I went to art school. I went to Mass Mm -hmm. College of Art, and then I ended up getting a temp job in Connecticut. Next thing you know, I'm in charge of the marketing, like, just because I knew how to write websites. Okay. So, and I was the youngest person there. And then this company gets bought up by a giant defense contractor. And then next thing you know... I'm in charge of six divisions marketing. So I'm between a mercenary division, a gyroscope division, a, you know, all these different, literally these weirdo products. I was just in charge of marketing. And my congressman, like I said, I was the youngest. Joe knows what I look like. I'm blonde. I'm a girl, or was a girl at that time. Mm-hmm. And the congressman was lecherous. He loved to just come in here and just like, stare at my womanly parts and whatnot, mm-hmm. you know, and he was trying to impress me. And started in 1998, he showed me his BlackBerry, right? And now he's, Bitcoin was going to be the big thing. I was like, okay, now, it didn't dawn on me. I didn't even know what it was, but whatever, get out of my office. Then... You're claiming this guy used the term Bitcoin in 1998? Yes. And then in, I would say, easily 2000... It was a thing. And then he was dealing, I was actually writing the letters to different countries for him on our letterhead. I'm not even going to say the name of the, con- con- excuse me, the company, but if people look me up on LinkedIn, you can see exactly the company that I work for. But he had me writing letters to different countries, different, like Queen Noor and different people like that. And he was dealing with these other countries with Bitcoin on his BlackBerry. Okay. So here's what I don't understand about this. I mean, Mm. number one, uh, Bitcoin didn't get released publicly until 2009. So you're saying that it was being used by governments more than a decade prior to that. I wouldn't say governments. I'd say entities. He He happened to work for a government, and he was working with somebody in another government. Like, I'm saying spooks. I don't know who these So here's the are. thing about Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a and I don't know how much research you've done on it. I um, know nothing really about it at okay. all. Okay. Well, it's I'm a not, public ledger. Not, I, mean. I, I literally cannot even debate you about it. Right. And that's anything. why I'm surprised that, you know, you really ought to to look into it because the Bitcoin that we know today does not it, you know, it does not compute what you're saying about it being around in the 1990s. Yeah, besides the blockchain, and we can see every transaction right back to the Genesis block in 2010. Yeah, right? besides the you know uh, 
the fact that it was created in 2009 by Satoshi Nakamoto, an anonymous person, and it's blockchain and it's public and all the things that you're pointing out, Matt. The reason why no, Bitcoin has that, value, what, what I wanted to point out to you, Rachel, is the reason why Bitcoin has value is because it trades in the open market, because right, people right. can exchange things right. for you, Bitcoin. I, yeah, I ended up talking to some guys at Quartal. Do you guys know about Quartal? Quartal? Q U. Q-O-R-T-A-L. It's a blockchain project mm-hmm. by these two guys that are just like, no, it's, um, Bitcoin's too centralized. So they're, they, I did a whole episode with them. I do a show called Shadow Citizen, and I talked to them because they were interested in this whole thing, talking about my congressman and, block, and Bitcoin. He's like, you're kidding me. I was like, no, same thing as you. He's like, Isn't but they knew that this whole thing was set up to pull all of the money, all of the wealth out of the U.S. and pull it into another Ponzi scheme. <laughs> I'm sorry to say, people, I didn't realize this was like a blockchain show. I didn't know this. What are you saying but, is a Ponzi scheme? Are you saying Bitcoin is a Ponzi scheme? Like I said, I know really nothing about right. it, but it, can I, what can I, I do say know real quick? is that it's pulling all of, you know, people at, at a time like this, people would be investing in gold. You know this, right? The money re- normally through history would be going towards gold. Blockchain, mm-hmm. excuse me, Bitcoin is the digital gold. So everybody's going there. Mm. Yeah, in essence, do- you need gold dying. to be able to mine Bitcoin, right? Because you need chips with gold in it. So I don't know. That's how I'm looking at that. But uh, in all fairness, Rachel, I looked up, uh, you know, just quickly the the uh, Bitcoin history. Bitcoin pre Bitcoin years was 1998 to 2009. So yeah, you might 19- not be wrong. I mean, if they were trying to make transfers. They, yeah. There could have been some sort of way like I said, that I was not on a public it, ledger I know, yet. I, because I know I went to New York City myself in 2000 when my when this congressman was all over me about this stuff. I was like, I want to buy some Bitcoin. Mm. And the person I went to go see, he was a very important IT guy in New York City. He said, no. I said, why? He goes, it's not for people like you. Okay, so here, here's about? what um, I wanted to point out about this, was that the reason why Bitcoin has value... At any point. Now, today, one Bitcoin's worth around $45,000, but right. in the beginning, it was worth next to zero, and it was right. worth zero at one point because it wasn't trading anywhere for anything right. of value. Going on. So, in 1998, there was no Bitcoin trading anywhere, at least openly. There was no marketplace for it, no, so it yeah, couldn't no, have had any value. So, how would anyone have been trading Bitcoin for any sort of value when it didn't because have it? it wasn't... It wasn't if, let's say, here's the value, if you are a CIA agent and you need something to happen, you need, it was, you need to give this guy an incentive to give these slaves or this money or whatever, these human organs, you needed to get him to do this. This was... Okay, but why would that be an incentive? Why would I, I don't I honestly don't know. Yeah, that's but where unfortunately they, that's where this dead ends is because the thing you're talking about wouldn't have had value in the nineteen nineties. What would have given it value? Was, like Did, you said, there was no open marketplace for it. However, there had to be because they were talking about it. Yeah. So can I can I, I read something real quick? Guy, I think yeah, I was really to this interesting. guy in New York City, he knew what I was talking about. Mm. So this is coming from the street dot com in nineteen ninety eight. This year saw the sudden emergence of two cryptocurrency ideas. In late 1998, Wei Dai released an essay detailing his idea for B-Money, a cryptocurrency whose exchange reads, uh, reads similar to what the blockchain 
in Bitcoin would eventually become. The proof-of-work system creates the currency by solving a mathematical uh, computation, and the transfer of money is broadcasted to the network. In, this, in the same year, Nick uh, Sazbo uh, put on a similar proposal for Bitgold. So, like, yeah, you, Zabo, Nick Zabo is a lot of people believe that's actually Satoshi Nakamoto. He, he's one of the theoretical uh, Satoshis out there. So, I mean, the CryptoPunks have been working on this for decades. Right. Uh, Satoshi Nakamoto released the first real deal in 2009. Hey, Rachel, interesting. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. And uh, we got more of your calls and thoughts coming up. 603 283 6160. We'll continue. It's Free Talk Live. Talk live, open phones here if you want to join us, 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything that is on your mind with you here in the studio tonight. It's Ian, Matt, and Joe. So uh, we're going to continue. Of course, you can take control of the airwaves here. We've got lots of stuff to talk about, but your calls come first. Just got off the phone with a lady who says she worked for a defense contractor, and, and it was very interesting what she had to say, especially when she got to the claims about Bitcoin. Now, for a long time, people have said there's been a conspiracy theory about Bitcoin, and that is that the government created Bitcoin. Now, to me, that that, that doesn't hold any water because... We for logical know, reasons. For very logical reasons. We know that governments are closed off they're secretive they want to keep things away from you they want to keep information from you they want to know everything about you but they don't want you to know about them and the things that they're doing i mean just look at what happened with press nh now he just walked towards the department of homeland security office and they you know took him down uh for that what you're saying though is that would make more sense if say they created it because they don't want us to see it so if it's in like a private uh, you know, transfer of wealth, like, and they don't want, you know, they don't want it to be on the options. But Bitcoin like, uh, is is market. public, so Bitcoin, now it is, yeah, yeah. So what I'm saying here is, government keeps things secret, right? They don't want things to be open, mm-hmm. and so Bitcoin is open source, and so with open source means that people who know code, and I'm not one of them. I don't know if you guys know programming. I suspect you're no, you don't either. But no. you know, people, uh, our guy on Friday night, uh, Chris Wade, he's 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 a programmer. He can he can read some code if he wants to. Uh, there's plenty of geeks out there that know how to know how to code, so they can look at this code and they can audit the code and they can read through it and see if there's any backdoors or any you know scheming going on, anything naughty uh, that's in there. And and Bitcoin is honestly probably the most audited code on the planet i mean if you think about it right by design yeah well i mean just by pop pop but the fact that it's popular if it had never taken off it wouldn't have right. been that way but there's been plenty of people who checked bitcoin to make sure that it is what it says it is that there's nothing sneaky going on so there's nothing hidden about bitcoin as you pointed out matt the entire blockchain is public so every transaction that's ever happened is available for anyone who wants to, to go and look at it. Right back to the Genesis block, yeah. and an, the and, first block. And analyze it. So this is not a thing that governments would be involved in creating, especially if they knew what it could do. And Satoshi Nakamoto, whoever that person or persons is who wrote the white paper and ostensibly wrote Bitcoin... Uh, and you can go read the white paper. It's still available today. It, uh, it's you know, it's Bitcoin, I think, uh, peer-to-peer electronic cash, I think is the subtitle. And he specifically talks about the government and their bailouts and the banks, and the banks and- being the problem and that this is a solution for people 
to take the control of wealth uh, into their own hands. You know, one, money. just to give the benefit of the doubt to Rachel, the caller, um, you know, there could be confusion in, in lingo that she has too. But uh, uh, just yeah. there, maybe she heard something you know, in the late nineties, but the go- wasn't well, Bitcoin. Well, listen, the, the government also had email way before anybody else had email too. They were using it; it was a top secret thing. What's to say? Just you know, play devil's advocate or Rachel's advocate. Um, what's to say that maybe they didn't already have programmers working on something like Bitcoin, it was already functional, and then one of them went rogue and just hated everything he was doing and said, I'm going to release this into the wild and we'll call Mm. it something else. Boom, off it goes, 2010. Yeah, that's what I was saying Like on break is that like a lot of the technology that government creates, like when we finally see it, they might have been developing it for like 30, 40 years and that, you know, maybe this is one of them that shined... shine through and you know someone went rogue yeah it's really interesting to me that that i think it lends credibility to that claim is that satoshi nakamoto has always remained anonymous like Mm -hmm. nobody to this day knows who that is now is that because he's an evil government person or is that some reason because he doesn't want the government to know that he's the one that spilled that bean you know well and and what you're saying matt is pure speculation the idea that governments were working on uh technology like bitcoin we have no evidence uh for that whatsoever joey you did find some posts from the late 90s including one from nick zabo s-z-a-b-o i believe is the spelling on that last name and he's one of the guys who is one of those i think the term is cypherpunks who for decades you know, these guys have been working on this stuff. Bitcoin didn't just come out of nowhere. There were a lot of attempts and failures and developments and over a period of decades with these, you know, cypherpunks who were interested in cryptography, who were interested in security and interested in creating something like this. And and Satoshi was the first to yeah, ostensibly... He's basically the Henry Ford of, yeah, of cryptocurrency. He was the first to ostensibly pull this off. I mean, anything else about, you know, being a part of a government project or whatever, that's all completely, spec- you know, speculation because we don't know who Satoshi she is you know there's speculation as to who it might be and zabo is some have speculated that he might have been it yeah he, um, he's the one that started the the bit gold so yeah, uh, and, and who knows what she heard in the late 1990s but it's it seems highly unlikely that whatever it was that people were saying to her was the word bitcoin i don't know we're going to continue here tim right. is on the line and i i hope she goes and listens and, and goes and you know does some research about bitcoin because it's hard to talk to somebody who thinks they know about a thing but actually hasn't ever really looked into it right uh themselves and she could she could listen back uh on the free talk live podcast all the way back right when it was, sure when but you guys better, were promoting it really there's early. better resources i mean bitcoin.com oh, sure, sure. you know go yes, watch yeah. the intro there at bitcoin.com hit get started at the top of the page and you'll learn why it's like there you know way a government is behind this because bitcoin and cryptocurrencies like it empower the individual and that is not what governments want so there's no way that the cia released bitcoin and that's not what she was saying but that's a theory that some people all the cia the fbi they released bitcoin why would they do that it would be totally detrimental to their efforts to be evil it's helping people bitcoin is like i said there was one that was like you know there are people on the inside who don't necessarily agree with all the bad stuff that's going on either and they want to you know they might do a little sabotage that's that's you know Let's go to Tim. He's in Rhode Island. Tim, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Hey, what's going on? What's uh, on your mind? Well, uh, I want to add just a little bit there. I, I, caught, I pretty much caught the end of all of that conversation with the with the Bitcoin stuff. And I, I just want to say personally, in my opinion, I never put it past any entity, whether they can be a little involved or not involved at all. Not involved at all. And okay. That's, that's just my opinion on that on that matter. But um, 
Uh, I like I said, I'm catching pretty much the towards the end of your show. I didn't know if if uh, any of you went into the topic of like the whole mandate of the vaccines and. Uh, oh yeah, we've been talking about that quite a okay. bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've covered New York City, Los Angeles, San Francisco, right. New Orleans. They're putting in vaccine mandates now. The latest news is actually out of Los Angeles County again. Now they are mandating a uh, one of the school districts, I guess, not the whole county, but Culver City Unified School District. I don't know how much of the county that that covers, but they are now the first in California to mandate the vaccination for students K through 12. What did you want to say about it? Well, yeah, I mean, like I, in Rhode Island, I'm out of Rhode Island, so uh, there's a, there was a rally here today at the <clears throat> excuse me at the state house, bunch of either uh, quite a big crowd of the healthcare workers, and then also other workers from the private sector, corporate sector. Um, I mean, my my thought is with this is that it, it, it's obviously something that's going to be that's impeding on civil rights. Um, you know, people should not be told that they have to do this thing because out of out of questionable fear or out of uh, questionable, um, yeah, I totally agree with you on this. I mean, it's, your, it's segregation your is what they're doing. They are absolutely creating two different classes of people. Caste system might be a term uh, that people would use for this. Tim, thanks for the call, man. I appreciate hearing from you. There's more coming up. You can join us. 603-283-6160. This is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. It's Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Coming up, the L.A. County that is now mandating the vaccine, the COVID vaccine, which we predicted this, I mean, more than a year ago, I think, here on Free Talk Live because, well, I mean, they've been telling people that their kids need to have vaccines to go to school for a long time. This is just going to be the latest one. Uh, we'll continue here with uh, your calls and thoughts. Welcome, it's Ian. Matt and Joa. And don't forget, you can go online to Bitcoin.com. As we mentioned a little while back, you can go to click Get Started at the top of the page. And that will clue you in. If you are ignorant to what Bitcoin is and you want to learn about it, it doesn't take that long. There are some new concepts uh, that you should get your mind wrapped around. But it doesn't take that long to get the basics down. So all you got to do is watch like a three-minute video, and you'll have it down. Just go to Get Started at the top at Bitcoin.com. Now, there's more than one video. If you want, you can dig in deep. You can learn about all kinds of details of this if you want to. But if you just get the basics, at least you'll know a thing or two about it, and uh, you'll be more prepared for what's coming, which is more relevance of cryptocurrencies in our lives Uh, this stuff is likely never going away and it's probably just going to get more and more popular as time goes on it's already an over nearly i think over two trillion dollar industry bitcoin and the other competing cryptocurrencies out there i'll never forget the day we eclipsed a billion dollars on bitcoin and i lost my mind i was like wow my god when the hell was that 2011 or 12 or 2012 a long time ago yeah, I, I, my 
my uh, moment was when it surpassed silver. It, it was fifteen dollars. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. And now it's like surpassing most of the big corporations out there. There are very few companies. You know, I think it long past Walmart. It's long past you know Disney. Yeah, uh, I think there might still be Apple, still a little higher. I think uh, Google's still a little bit higher as far as its total value, its total global. Sure. Uh, market cap. So check out Bitcoin.com. Uh, there's a video. I told you guys I got a video of a nurse. So we were talking about you had a, a protest that's happening in yeah, Concord, Concord, New Concord Hampshire tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah. And if they're happening around, find out. Go online. Go on Facebook. Wherever you got to go, find out if there are any nurses and doctors or any medical people getting together to protest this thing because we're being lied to about the support of this. Every time I talk to another medical person, it's like, I'm not getting that jab. Yeah. I'm not getting that thing. I feel horrible that I gave it to anyone, but they mm. asked for it, so I had to. You know, um, if they're if they're going to step up to the plate, they're all being threatened with being fired if they don't take this vaccine, and many of them do not want anything to do with it. Are if, they all being threatened now? Because I know that in Maine, we were told by a nurse in Maine, or actually she wasn't a nurse; she was a uh, dental hygienist, but she said that it's a state mandate that all healthcare workers get the vaccine. I have not heard that is happening in New Hampshire, but I know individual companies are saying. To their employees, you got to get it, but I don't think it's coming down from the government. So I think Sununu, if he if he wanted, if he thought it was like politically savvy, he would have done do it. it. But that's political suicide in this state. Uh, I can see other states doing it. But. Well, here's a video mm-hmm. from a, I believe California. I think she's in California. It's not really clear. Yeah, get out and support these people. There's some sort of a hearing that they're having in front of some board of supervisors. Uh, com K-U-S-I News is where this is coming from. There's a nurse. Oh, San Diego. That's where this is. So San Diego, California. Uh, Good-looking nurse comes in. She's got no mask on. She's got something to say. Here it Bold. is. Hi, my name is Heather Cobble, and I'm a registered nurse here in San Diego. I actually resigned from my job yesterday as a registered nurse because of this state mandate to be vaccinated. I was no problem working in the healthcare system over the last 18 months without a vaccine, but now all of a sudden I'm a threat to public health. Tell me where this makes sense. All of you sitting up here with your masks on, you know that those masks don't do anything. As a healthcare provider, we are taught how to use PPE. We're taught universal precautions and we know how to implement them when we're when we're dealing with patients who By the way, the average person is not taught those things. That's why, you know, you've for all the mask mandates that doesn't do anything to stop, you know, not only will the mask not stop the actual particles from going through, but especially when people are touching it constantly and then touching everything else, which of course, you know, you'd be trained not to do if you were her. And on top of that, right? it can make you sick just to, you can get various, you know, uh, I can't remember what it's called, something acidosis if you uh, are rebreathing constantly. Like constantly, yeah. It's, it's they learn the PPE because it's like, like surgery. They don't want to cause right. infections and that sort of thing. But Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, I think she's making an interesting point here. It's like, hey, I've been I've been prior to this month. I was a hero. Yeah, right. We were your heroes. We were all heroes, and now we're the enemy. Go on here. To have a viral infection, I don't understand how you guys don't see the bigger picture here. What you're doing is you're creating a healthcare crisis. We already have a nursing shortage in America. So now in San Diego mm. County, I know for a fact there's several hospitals that are operating on an all bed crisis. You know why we're doing that, Wilma? Do you know why? Because we have a healthcare shortage, a healthcare nursing nursing shortage, excuse me, and you know that. 
So that's interesting. There's a nursing shortage, according to her. She's in the business. And now they're going to have even fewer. Mm-hmm. Because not all of them are going to jump through these hoops. There are going to be others. She's not going to be the only nurse in San Diego who says, you know what? You know, if you don't value me enough as what I bring to the table as a you know, professional here, I'll, I'll just walk. I'll find something. I'll, I'll be a home nurse or whatever right. and, to make house a, calls. That, and a major, well, they could probably come down on her for that too, for mm, practicing California. medicine without a license. Yeah, could, And could they'll be. do that just about anywhere. Now, here's the thing. There are a lot of, the reason we got to this point in the first place is because of regulatory capture. You got mm-hmm. a ton of like giant industry-sized medical uh, outlets out there. You know, they own hospitals. They own many hospitals, some of them. And if it had never been if anybody stepped up to the plate way before this we wouldn't be where we are where we are right now and right now more than ever we need small private practice doctors to stay to stay step up and say you know what i'm not doing this you guys can come work for me come yeah. work for me we're not doing masks and we don't care what anybody says and we're not going to ask for your permission anymore and i don't care about your state licensing your state permission slips we're going to provide medicine the very best way we know how we're highly trained people we can do this we can do it without your piece of paper and we're going to do it whether you like it or not that would be amazingly ballsy if somebody were to do that to actually stand up against the licensing system i don't expect many people will take that position that's the, that's the, the trump card they're using against all but these if people. they're forced into it then it would be interesting to see somebody actually make that stand on the other hand it would be interesting to see maybe some of the liberty reps here in new hampshire put forward some legislation to eliminate medical licensing that'd be fantastic because they've done some deregulating of like hair braiding and and that's good for the the hair braiders out there but you know new hampshire's known for being a place that doesn't have as many licenses, like government required Mm -hmm. licenses as some other states do we're not new york we're not massachusetts like i've heard i don't know if it's true but i've heard multiple times that if you're like a contractor you know, home kind of construction contractor. You don't have to have a license in New like, Hampshire. That's impressive. Just, the the idea that government just uh, prevents us from advancing because of all these restrictions. We could be so advanced. We could have cures for everything now. Sure. Without them. Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Where we're going, we don't need roads. Yeah. That's right. That's right. So maybe, you know, that would be something, uh, you know, I can't do it, but if, a pro- if like a healthcare professional, maybe some of the people at this protest tomorrow night, contact some liberty-friendly state reps, because we've got actual anarchists who are in office here in New Hampshire, yeah. like free staters, libertarians, people who've moved here. There's a couple few dozen of these. I've heard over 40 now. We have anarchists who are doctors and nurses as well. Yeah, so if some of those people would get in touch with state reps, the filing period is coming up in September, so they don't have a whole lot of time, but it shouldn't take that long to write up a bill that says, strike paragraph 7 on you know RSA X, and then boom, then there would be no more licensing required for healthcare workers. And that would make, uh, that would be an incredible boom for the healthcare industry here in New Hampshire, because all these people, like this nurse who just walked away from their job, wouldn't it be nice if they could come to a place where they you were just love welcome to, have her. Welcome to love hang to have out her. their okay. shingle? You know, like you don't have to ask government's permission. That would be amazing. This place would be a haven. So, Crypto capital of the world. We don't have to use your dollars. And we have all the best nurses. How's that yeah. sound, guys? I mean, these are the things that are possible. The more people we can get here in New Hampshire that actually care about freedom. And look, things aren't getting better out there. Nope. They're not getting better. And Florida is not the solution. Things do get better so when you, know. you start erasing government ink. Yeah, it's true. And so concentrating our efforts in one place makes a difference. It's working here, and it's really only here that it can work. The the population is so much smaller than Florida. You have no chance to change things there. Get real. It's not going to happen down there. Come home. Uh, Yeah. So more coming up here in moments. You can join us. This is Free Talk Live. 
Free Talk Live. Moments remain here. If you want to weigh in, you can join us. Our number is 603-283-6160. 603-283-6160. Tonight it's Ian, Matt, and Joe. And, of course, you can bring up whatever you want to discuss. That's what we do here on Free Talk Live. And don't forget, you can join us online anytime you want at freetalklive.com. We do have a chat server. You can go to chat.freetalklive.com to learn how to get connected to it. It's called a matrix server, which is uh, a, a federated chat system. So like with Mastodon that we talked about earlier, which is a social media system, the matrix chat system, again, anybody who knows how to you know run a Linux server can run a matrix server. You connect to these other servers in a federated manner. And so there's plenty of choices out there. If you want to use ours to get connected and use some of our chat rooms to interact with other Free Talk Live listeners, you can do that. You can create your own chat rooms there as well, which is pretty cool. Uh, So go to chat.freetalklive.com to do that. We're talking about Los Angeles County, which is one of the places in the United States that now has a vaccine mandate in place for going to indoor businesses. Uh, Most indoor places, restaurants, gyms, you know, theaters, apparently even retail is affected. So generally retail in uh, Los Angeles County. Now they're adding to that mandate. A Los Angeles school district is now going to be the first in the state. I don't know how many others have done this around the country, but it's the first I've heard of. Uh, the Culver City Unified School District announced the policy that its students will be required to have a vaccine. They will have to prove that they've had shots to go to school, government school. And of course, on this show, we've advocated for years, long before COVID. Get out of government schools. Get your kids out of these government schools. I mean, these are indoctrination camps. That's straight up what these things are. And the best thing you can do for your kids' education is to get them away from these places. But um, people that want to go are going to have to put you know, put some sort of strange stuff in their kids' arms, according to Kwok Tran, the superintendent of the Culver City Unified School District, he says they're not going to be alone. He says other school districts are thinking about it, which is how this stuff works. Whenever one tyrannical government does a thing, others are watching to see what happens, see if they get sued, see what the reactions are, uh, see what the public thinks and uh, what people think about it, and they follow suit. In my so. opinion, it's it's fine. If you, if you were to view the average public school teacher as an absolute child abuser because they support this kind of thing by sticking to that ugly Borg doing this to kids. If you want to call a teacher a child abuser, that's exactly and, what they're doing. Like, what else are they teaching them, right? Like, obedience. They, yeah, obedience. obedience. But just in general, like, you know, if you really want these people that are, you know, forcing your child to wear a mask, which is like apparently some people's limits, and they're just finally waking up. But what else have they been doing to them, you know? I see all the time that teachers abusing children, like, you know, in mm-hmm. a sexual manner, too. And yeah, and there's other, you know, there's plenty of teachers out there who just, they feel trapped. Well, uh, this is my job, and mm-hmm. I, what am I going to do without my job? Well, not abuse kids is what you wouldn't do without your right. job. So that's a good start. Here's what and you could do you could way, open up your own school. Open right. up your own school. Well, no, they can't because of regulatory capture. They uh, need all kinds of, you know. Well, California is way worse than California's other places. Way worse than, I mean, but it's bad all over the place for that kind of thing. New Hampshire's bad. Better than way better than California. Sure, but in my opinion, it still doesn't matter because they can go work at Best Buy mm-hmm. if they wanted to. It would anything is better 
than that. They're not teaching the kids. Guess what? You're not using your degree for what you always dreamt of doing because these kids are not learning what you want them to learn. They're on a forced curriculum anyway. And on top of that... Now you're abusing them. Like who's How right? far are you going to let this go before you just walk out on that situation? Like, Look at the books, the authors of the books that they're teaching from. I, I remember when I was in school, that my economics book was written by Ben Bernanke. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible. I know. Wow. Okay. That is straight up hogwash, brainwash. Amazing. It's yeah, it's a joke. Like, so, time to unschool your kids, people. That's the best Ugh. solution. Um, you know, at the very least, get them out and maybe do an unschool with a group or something like that. Like if you feel like you can't stay home or whatever, you got to go to work. You could you could put them together in somebody else's house and have them unschooled together. Sure. I mean, that's and we're great. We know a ton is. of kids like that here yeah. in New Hampshire. They're geniuses. My God, yeah. I just spent the week at a campground with this one eight year old running around named uh, Jameson. Kid's a rocket scientist. I Amazing. swear to God, a kid's a genius. So we were reporting a few days ago on Australia in Sydney. They've got they've converted an entire stadium to a vaccination center, and they're pulling through twenty four thousand what they call grade twelve. So seniors, basically high school seniors, are going through this over a period of just over a week. It just wrapped up a few days ago, and then they're going to go. I'm sure with the eleventh grade, you know, after that, and they're going to go down down the list. And they're mandating that these kids get this get this stuff. And people, I'm sure, were saying, oh, well, that can't happen here. Well, it's happening here. It's starting in Los Angeles, and you know it's going to come to a school district near you. And kids, you know, if you, if, even if you buy the propaganda about COVID, no one's saying the kids are particularly susceptible to dying from this. They're not at any It's literally not risk. happening. In any way, shape, or form, you want to put kids at risk? Put something strange into their bloodstream, you know, some untested drug, and see what happens. Uh, there was now I couldn't verify it, but somebody posted on social media today that there were three kids that had immediate negative reactions in Australia to this mass vaccination center. They're in, you know, being vaccinated, and they had immediate reaction. There was a video uh of somebody who was in there allegedly recording what was going on and like nurses are coming in they've got like a uh i don't know what you call like it blocks your vision like they've got these things they pull out and they're trying to block the camera person from seeing the person who's on the floor or whatever getting treated for the privacy of the patient of course not so that people couldn't see yeah so they claimed that that was happening in that stadium but there was no way to really be sure Uh where the where the video was from but look if you put if you give twenty four thousand kids a vaccine there are going to be some number of them that have an immediately bad response if not that night we've seen so many posts online from people who've uh who've gotten this vaccine and or one of the vaccines and they've had a real bad time and the the problems are exponentially higher than the average new vaccine or the Mm -hmm. average new drug or vaccine rollout this is insane and it's not like uh you know they had a they had a skin rash for a couple of days this is like Grand mall seizures. <laughs> I mean, this is not. I don't good. know if you guys saw this, but like the the New South Wales uh, Prime Minister, uh, what or now? Cabinet Minister. Well, he was like promoting uh, getting the vaccine. He's like, oh, I'm going to go get it right now. And then the next day on the news, he's got like the just droopy eye, still convincing Bell's everyone. Yeah, Bell's palsy, yeah. right? Yeah, he's still convincing everyone to get it after he's like obviously having what is side wrong? effects. <laughs> These people are monsters. Oh, I oh. see. It was a total coincidence. Yeah, I just came yeah. down with Bell's palsy today. I mean, it is possible. Uh, <laughs> to be fair, Johnson, our co-host, our former co-host here on Free Talk Live, did actually come down with Bell's palsy at one point, and he got better. After the vaccine? Um, no. No, oh, this was years shoot. ago. This was like maybe three or four years ago. 
And so it does happen. I mean, it, it, it does happen. So obviously some people are going to correlation is not causation. So just because you get the vaccine, the next bad things that happen to you doesn't necessarily mean the vaccine caused it. But as uh, I think Nikki pointed out the other night on the show, uh, on the Wednesday night show, with, the, with She Talk Live, she, she works at a hospital and she said that August is the slow season. Historically, like there's a history you can look and you can see like there's not as many people that get checked in for whatever reason in these months. And she says they're folded to the brim with cases of things like blood clots mm-hmm. and other what could potentially be sure. side effects of these vaccines. Yeah, I heard a story the other day. Uh, a, a couple of parents, uh, a, a young couple got uh, vaccinated together. They have a two year old daughter. They went home and the two year do- two year old daughter didn't get the vaccine. Mm-hmm. But the two year old daughter actually menstruated a big old blood clot. What and, the hell? Yeah. And all they, all her crime was, was being near her parents when they first got their vaccine. That's so, even, that's even scarier. The yeah, the, 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 vac- the vaccinated people shed proteins onto unvaccinated. Really? Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. scary stuff. Really? But yeah, like what if we're transmitting uh, this RNA manipulations I mean, through the air? Yeah, yeah, and that's the sign of a little body doing whatever it knows how to flush out bad things. I'd hate to know what's going on inside the kid's blood. All right, so uh, just a funny story I mentioned earlier. OnlyFans, which is a website, a subscription website that oh, uh, so that people have been using for years, I guess, to sell uh, pornographic content, uh, is now going to prohibit sexually explicit content starting in October, although they will still be allowing nude photos and videos. So you can be naked, but you can't be doing porny things, things, I guess, uh, on there, which you know, is apparently they've made a lot of money off of these uh, adult content <laughs> creators. OnlyFans takes twenty percent of all of their creators' earnings, so uh, that's uh, the way they've made a bunch of money over the years. And they're for whatever reason, they're I don't know, maybe they're getting sued. Who knows what they're? Yeah, what are they going to you know, do? And they're they're, they're basically shooting their uh, their bread and butter in the foot. There seems like what are they doing? Yeah, so there you go. That's uh, that's the latest on OnlyFans for those of you that care uh, about that. I like that you coined a new phrase. I think it's new, but. Horny things. Horny things. Yeah, like <laughs> well, let's just keep masturbating everything instead. This is more important. Not too much, though. You'll go blind. Yeah. Hey, out of time for tonight. You can join us tomorrow because we're here seven nights a week online. In the meantime, you'll find us over at freetalklive.com. See you tomorrow. Check out Breaking the Flaw on YouTube and Odyssey. Thanks. When a lunar observatory detects a radio broadcast originating from Proxima Centauri, the nations of Earth discover their first contact with an alien race may also be their last. With the Proximans facing an extinction-level disaster, Earth must choose between sending a ship on a multi-year journey or allowing nature to take its course. Saving Proxima, a hard science fiction thriller by Travis S. Taylor and Les Johnson. From BaneBooks.com. Um...